Just a ride episode. What twenty four? Uh, this is the Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. episode. Yes, the Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey. Yeah, it's one of them ball sports. <laughs> you're good at. Sports ball of your. Hey, I know that one though. I know who Ken Griffey Jr. is. Should, yeah, you should. So, <laughs> I got. I got a brag. Got a brag. Just a little bit. Okay, give it. So sports I got bragging. to see. King Griffey hit his first major league home run in the kingdom. Now, I say first major league home run. I don't remember if it was his very first or first home, or game. First home game. But Either I got to way. see him hit his first Either home way. run yeah. in Made the kingdom, and it was uh, a memorable moment. And he was just a child. Yeah. Child. They called him the just kid. Just a baby. <laughs> that was a good time. And he was you. a classy guy all the way through his career. He was pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I remember there was a little bit of tension there. He like sparks some sparks with his car on a crowd one time or something. It's like he's a kid, leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> know. Plus he has a candy bar and it's delicious. It's leave pretty, him alone. pretty tame by today's standards. <laughs> yeah, as far as athlete shit. Oh, I forgot he had a candy. Yes. <laughs> oh, that candy bar. It's not worth anything. I had the, I, but I know a bunch of people that kept it. When I had a baseball card shop, we used to sell the shit out of those. Did you then, sell the Reggie bars? We never had a Reggie bar ever come through my little. Do, I mean, I was a little kid having a store, but I never right. had a Reggie bar. But I heard about them. Would have loved to have one. My aunt. <laughs> imagine uh, they aren't good anymore. <laughs> what's the shelf life on them? <laughs> right. <bars? laughs> I, I imagine that the King Griffey Junior bars, if you have one right now, they taste awful. They probably got little spiders in them or something. Who knows? Yeah, but, it's like the gum from the when they used to come with bubble gum. These were. Like, I ate every piece of that shit though. Yeah. Did you? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like now though, right? Like, if if you had some now, it can only <laughs> go. It on can only go so yeah. stale, cut I think. And it was pretty stale back then. <laughs> yeah, they gave it to you stale. Just <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, you, it would it would cut the roof of your mouth yeah. if you got it at the wrong angle. It was like get stuck in the little rip, ripples it's up there. It's, it, what's it, the the stripes gum? That's like you put it in zebra. your mouth. Yeah, zebra stripes. Yeah, it's worse than that for flavor. Where you're like, it's gone. Yeah, it's like it just just touch my tongue. It's like that's all you get. Just lick it off, and that's it. You might as well lick it, yeah. But then it ruins the last card in the pack, or like greases it up. And you're like, that was the card I needed, and now it's not mint condition. And this really ruins my business. Here. I wish I was a smarter kid. Uh, Keeping with, your cards with baseball cards. Yeah, I didn't. Fuck. I didn't know. I I still don't. I mean, I had a card shop. We, and what I, I learned how to do was fly them. You know, like like throwing uh, like a deck of cards. Yeah, <laughs> those fly even further. And we'd fly off my buddy's deck, and he had a canyon canyon behind him. Uh -huh. So we'd. No. Well, then we took all my Hot Wheels and smashed them with a hammer uh, into little flat wafers of metal and did the same thing. Those really fly. Oh, the shitbox was just listening to that cringing right now. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. Goddamn. I have a bunch of old uh, football cards that have just been give me. sitting in a binder let me show you. Let and, me see. and in a box. It could be some money in there. I don't, don't know. Don't give them to me to keep, got, but let me look at I got them. Some, I got some rookie cards. Is there, is there money Ooh. Is there money in other sports besides baseball? I didn't know that. I thought baseball yeah. was, oh, the, God. was the kingpin. Uh, if oh, it can be collected, there's Michael money Jordan in Michael Jordan rookie card? Goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the Michael uh, Jordan cards. Right. Yeah. But really, all the cards, you know, Carmelo rookie cards worth a lot of money. Blah, blah, blah. You want to hear something tragic? By the way, I'm P-Ball. Oh, yeah. I'm Pooh Bah. Bear ball, bear ball. Those are the say bear bear. Bear bear. Bear bear. Bear ball. All the things. Yeah. I'm all the things. Bear bear. So this that's is us. Your, your favorite trilogue. <laughs> the trilogue. I'm all the bears. <laughs> we hope. We I hope. might be furry. I might be naked. Top 100. 50 50. So. <laughs> is it is it trialogue because uh, because there's three of us in its try or is it trialogue because we, we try just hard. we really try? <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> both to both. Uh, my dad, he told me the most tragic baseball card story, but it's probably the story that most that generation had. I mean, we all know that like the Mickey Mantle cards and stuff like that, they're like the 
the highest amount of value because there were the most people that wanted cards and stuff. I mean, there's Honus Wagner cards and Babe Ruth cards and shit from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Good luck in your hands on those. But the, the and even now Mickey Mantles and stuff. But my dad grew up in the time period where he had all the fucking great cards, and then he put them on the spokes of his wheel, you know, the wheels. Oh yeah, of his makes fucking great noise. Bike. Yeah. Oh yeah. But then the one, <laughs> but he kind of realized him and his brother were like, well, maybe we shouldn't do that with Mickey Mantle. You know, maybe we shouldn't Good do call, that. With, you know, <laughs> you know, these guys. And they kept these boxes. And as soon, my dad and his dad didn't have a great relationship. As soon as my dad went to college, he burned the baseball cards. It was just like, goddamn, that's two things. You you sacrilegious sons of bitches to the sports ball. Yeah. Mickey Mantle cards. Why burn? Were they having a kegger and they needed a fire? He just wanted to tell my dad, yeah, Mickey Mantle great kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my grandpa's kick ass but I don't know why they did that do we have a picture I had a, we don't. I, I had a kind of the inverse experience of that um, I collected Pokemon cards like when they first came out mm-hmm. like generation one oh. and me and all of my buddies in the neighborhood there started to be some strife you know cause like we was like so and so's brother stole my first edition holographic Blastoise and I, I was like I know you did it and he's like no I didn't and then he's threatening to kill me and my dad's like alright we're done with Pokemon cards and so when I was gone one day he just threw them all away oh. my whole collection of Pokemon cards just threw there's them away. a stat to look up how many people have been killed over ridiculous cards I'm sure I'm sure oh. But like at the time, they or weren't they weren't worth shit except for to us, you know. Like I was just like, yeah. But like I've looked up the value of some cards I remember having now, and I'm like, oh, dad, you threw away thousands of dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you didn't know though. You didn't know. Right. But and neither did you. Neither but, did I. I was upset though. But you <laughs> would have kept them. There's no chance in hell that you were going to get rid of them. Yeah, that is true. So that is true. But he, he, that's all right. right. You know, it's just my it. college fund, Dad. No big deal. <laughs> Probably should put aside a few extra bucks there, bro. Just saying, you know. Kind of, you know. We all know now. Love you, Dad. A little pressure. <laughs> all right. Well, so welcome to the Ken Griffey Jr. episode. Anything Open. spectacular this week? Yeah. What happened? Uh, I went snowboarding. First one of the season. And how'd you do? Uh, did great till second <laughs> second to last run, and then I fell and hyperextended the fuck out of my left arm. I did so good until I didn't. Yep. Yeah, my whole elbow was, my whole inside of my elbow turned funny colors. Still kind of is. It is. Yeah. But uh, didn't break it. That's I, I, I have mostly full range of motion back now. Dude. So I'm good. It's your fretting hand. <laughs> I know. Like, this is the first thing I thought of. I went home and I couldn't turn my hand palm up. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so like as a basketball, like I played basketball throughout whatever. And uh, never got to ski because of that. Because the coaches are like, no. Yeah. There's not one time you're going to come down from that mountain being like, I feel fine. I'm not sore in the places that I use for basketball. Same with music now. I'm your coach now, or I don't know, but I'm your fellow teammate saying, it's in, it's in my blood, dude. I'm okay. Canadian. That's right. <laughs> night like, skiing every night after school all winter long. <laughs> yeah. Have we ever told the story of us going to Vegas and that horrible, horrible trip for you from Canada? No, but we should. <laughs> Just sweating it out. Oof. Yeah, that was... Uh, I was actually sure i was gonna die on the way down there like i was like this is it for me i'm just gonna embrace it i guess that was a that was a moment in your time <laughs> where you're like i've become more serene now yeah i've gone through my meditation I, I found a, i found a measure of zen from that experience for sure but i don't know should we tell that story we don't tell a lot of sovereign stories here we could tell that story yeah. right, we'll start with that and then we'll get to our police story yeah do your thing story but, time okay so i'm not sure if i know the story i i bet we've told you at some point but we went down to vegas uh with the band and uh <laughs> what we, time of year was it, Zach? It was very hot summer. <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was middle of July. It was I the middle of the fire season. And so we're going through Nevada and Utah and even southern Idaho is pretty hot during mm-hmm. this time of year. Mm-hmm. 
and Arizona and Shaden from Canada and North, <laughs> Northwest world. Uh, I remember when you looked at me, you're like, I'm serious. I really don't like hot. That was the first time I was like, yeah. Well, so I was stressed oh. out about it before going because we were, we were going on the thing, our, our tour bus. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, I loved the thing and it had great, great tinted windows and all that, but it was just a big ass black passenger shuttle bus, shuttle yeah, bus like yeah. for airport shuttle bus basically. <laughs> and, uh, I remember being stressed out and asking Jerry cause it was, he was the one that had the bus. I was like, so the AC works, right? Like for sure it works. And he's like, it's Oh fine. yeah, yeah, it's fine. I, t- I tested it all and it out. It was fine. It works great. And it was fine. Yes. Yeah. Until, until we got into triple digit temperatures and then it decided that it was done. Yep. It was it just done. And like, I was worried about it cause I've never been good with heat. And then I, I had, uh, I don't know, heat stroke, heat exhaustion. I was, I felt like I was going to die because I got too hot a couple years prior to this. So I was just a wuss about heat after that. I've been there. Anyway, you know, so like I'd look outside on a hot summer day and I'd just get like this pit in my stomach, like, oh, today's the day I die, which sucked. And this experience kind of got me over that, which is, I guess, the good that came out of it. But anyway, we're on the bus and and then, uh, yeah, we're, we're rolling through the Nevada desert and zero AC. <laughs> I remember stopping at a rest stop and we had to park like back with the trucks and shakes. We had a trailer and all mm-hmm. that. And I'm like looking across this expanse of wavering asphalt <laughs> and I really had to take a shit. And oh. I was like, I got to go to that bathroom. But if I cross as hot as I already am, if I cross over this asphalt to get over there, I'm going to get heat stroke and die. And there's no, we're far from everything. We're in the middle of the desert. No I, was one like, can come I was like, this is it. I guess I, I had this just moment of existential dread and, uh, Monique actually talked me through it and <laughs> we ended up like picking up some ice and I just sat in like nothing but my boxers in the back of the bus with this cooler of ice next to me, just rubbing it on myself <laughs> just to get through it. Normally we would like the whole band is good at giving people shit, but everybody kind of looked in your eyes and they're like no he's serious yeah he's having a hard time he might die. yeah <laughs> I, was, I was having a rough you know, time fortunately you can pick up guitar player in vegas probably so yeah i bet you could i do remember that that was the ice in the hat where it was like no you mm-hmm. guys i just would put ice in my hat and it was like this is lovely what are you talking about this is great mm-hmm. yeah where it's like oh it's not yeah, that whole trip was rough for me, man. I was having stomach issues the whole trip back, too. <laughs> I was like, can we please stop somewhere with real food? And you oh. guys were like, what? Something fucking Wisconsin burger or White Castle or some in shit. Just well, in like, and out. In yeah. and out it is, Same bro. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're like, in and out or nothing. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to kill all of you. I'm going to eat you. a cactus. <laughs> Just give me a cactus yeah. from the side of the road. <laughs> that was a yeah. crazy trip. There's so many stories. I know we've told the story of the locust hitting the the thing on the way back from oh, there. And yeah, stuff. and then getting our trailer tire changed and like it just started raining. Oh, oh yeah, that was a weird experience. And then having our tire changed in Vegas. That that just, whole thing was, was bizarre. Like not a word of English was spoken on the other side of that it took transaction. One second. To have that whole Except thing for the word tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like, would you like to give me a tip? It was like, give me a tip. Yep. Or, and, or I'll stab you and leave you here. <laughs> but it was done so well and so fast. It was like, well, of course a tip. Yeah, obviously. Well yeah. <laughs> that, that whole trip was... Vegas is an interesting place for sure. But it's definitely an interesting place for our band mm-hmm. and our, our kind of sensibilities. No doubt. And we played the Paris Casino of all places. This big, beautiful fucking... We didn't... Uh, we kind of belong in there, but... I'm also t- kind of not. Yeah, almost. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a strange, strange vibe. I remember ripping around on the strip and I left the Luxor, the big pyramid hotel, 
and I had a little bus pass for this trip and I was like, I'll just catch the bus going back the other way and get back to the Paris. But across the street on the strip is not like, I'll just walk across the street. It looks like it though. Yeah. Anybody who's been in Vegas knows you're going to have to go like half a mile down to the next intersection and then half a mile across this 18 lane street (laughs) (laughs) and then half a mile back to get to the bus stop going the other way. And in that time, it was middle of the day. I walked over, got on the bus and it felt like I had stepped in something sticky I was like, what did I step in? And I looked in the bottom of my vans were melting yeah. from walking on the pavement. Yeah. I was like, ah, this is hell. <laughs> <laughs> All these, the desert cities are a little interesting. I yeah. remember that with Phoenix too. It was like just culture shock where it's like, wow, they have misters in the street because every, yeah. everybody's sweating. It's like, wow, okay, I don't feel... I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm sweating through my shirt in How five seconds. How did any of you find a suitable mate? <laughs> the, 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 the sweat marks, they match. It's yeah. like this one, this sweat mark and this sweat mark, they go together like I Tetris. tell you, I saw, I saw the shape of uh, the Virgin Mary's face and her sweat marks. <laughs> and I knew from I that knew. day. And then I saw that sweat. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I'm, I'm a believer. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's our random story for the, for the day. Yeah. Now we usually like to start with the police. Story. Unless you have anything no, let's else, let's do I mean, the police you, story. The, you did live, right? You did, I, well, no, I died. Okay, I died. part of him died. He's been died reborn. Died. Reborn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he He's a believer. We just that's right. That. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now this story is a, this should be pretty interesting. It's about a kidnapping. That this is about a, uh, a kidnapping or a supposed kidnapping. Supposed kidnapping. So this particular house, this gal, uh, I, I don't remember her name. Not that I would say it anyway. But I had been to her house on three different occasions in a month where she was reporting that she was getting these weird notes set on her door. Uh, things like, it's simple stuff, handwritten. It looked uh, handwritten that said, you know, like, I'm watching you. That type of shit. Mm-hmm. Just stalker type stuff, which right. in itself is weird. But then you look at the notes, and it looked like a child wrote it. Like, letters were backwards. It was kind of squiggly lines. Or somebody was writing with the wrong hand or something. Uh-huh. But ultimately, what she did was she was blaming this on a deputy that I worked with. Oh. So I, I'm, I'm calling bullshit while I'm taking the reports because it just wasn't jiving. But I also, because of the job, have to go to admin saying, she's claiming this. I call bullshit, but you guys can do this investigation. Right. It is what it is. So I took a few of those, and then finally... We get a in-progress call. She reported that somebody had broken into her house, had had uh, tied her up to a chair, taped her up, had a knife to her, and uh, at some point she was able to kick the suspect in the nuts, and he fleed, and she was able to get out of the chair and call 911. So we get there, and there's a chair knocked over. There's rope on the ground. She had still had tape on her face, and... I think, I think it was panties shoved in her mouth. Her hands were tied in front of her, which I thought was really weird. Um, some, a couple things broken. Door was open. All the props, basically, for right. this attempted abduction, kidnapping, whatever the hell was going to happen. While we're taking this investigation, trying to get all the information, taking pictures, looking for fingerprints, the whole, the whole deal, her boyfriend comes home. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? So I explained to him what happened. He's like, well, you know, she's been talking about one of you guys stalking her and peeking around at night. So I put a camera 
in the kitchen that looks out the window. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, when it gets dark, there's a reflection. When the light is on in the kitchen, instead of showing it outside, it shows inside. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching this video because I'm like, hell, it's going to be on there. And what I see is <laughs> her taping her face up, wow. tying her hands together, just setting up the whole scene and wow. then calling the police. So the fun part of this was she didn't know the camera was there. Right. The boyfriend didn't tell her. I wonder, that's so I got so. to show her the video. Damn. To call her on her bullshit because she held on. I should say I played with this for a while because yeah. I knew what the I knew the gig was. I knew what was going on. She yeah. didn't know that I knew. So I interviewed her for about I don't know probably a half hour. And I'm like. <laughs> I've got something to show you. You wanted to waste our time or you gave to waste her, your time? gave her every chance to I did. To it. So then I played the video and she literally just passed out. Really? <laughs> it was awesome. Oh. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, she fucked with a guy's career and, and a life yeah. for no reason. And the deal was she was actually stalking him. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. A little projection there. Yeah. But it was, and, it, it was sweet justice. And, and what happened to her? What's the, what's the punishment for something like that? I don't remember what. what we, I don't remember exactly for, what we for working with. really hard to ruin someone's life and then getting caught. Honestly, there isn't a whole lot of punishment for it. Right. That, that but I mean, that was a you know a false reporting. That's it, huh? Yeah. That's not. A, that, is that a felony? Or is that a? No. It's not. No. All right. No. It would, <laughs> at, at one point in my life, things like that would have been like hard for me to believe. But I lived through very, very eerily similar situations yeah, with yeah, uh, with my my sociopath that I've talked about before. People will go to great even like lengths. the thing you were talking about with the note. I don't know if you remember if I ever showed you, but she she did the same thing down to the like it looked like she wrote it, you know, hammer fisted with her left hand kind of a thing from her supposedly abusive ex marine. Yes, I do uh, remember that. Ext, yeah, and like came home from the grocery store and was like this was on my car and like she had me and all the guys that lived with me convinced that she had like a she called a me detail about from the oh that's right yeah she had like a detail <laughs> assigned to her from the from the marine corps that were like plain clothes to like be in the crowd when we went to concerts at the knitting factory and shit which i was like no way like really but i was like i don't fucking know i've never been in the marines and i'm in my 20s i don't know shit about shit right so I'm like <laughs> and she was like pointing him out like he's one but like you're not supposed to look at him or talk to him because you don't want to like blow their cover or whatever you know and i was Damn. like i was like holy she, shit she was impressive that gal went to great she, lengths a lot of to be a victim. it was yeah. amazing i yeah. mean to live in that brain for a while would have been Oof. fun yeah would have been crazy it would have been yeah that, see i mean I, that stuff i'm like i, I just want to know what that's like <laughs> i just want that ride <laughs> just for a day or two just yeah <laughs> I wouldn't huh. pay admission for it, but I guess if it was free, I'd ride that ride <laughs> yeah. for a minute. As long as you <laughs> oh, you're going to pay. Eject, eject. <laughs> yeah, the cost is quite a bit more than money. Right. All right. Now, this next one, this next thing we're going to talk about takes us to the land down under, right? Oh. We're going to talk about Aussie slang. All right, sweet. And Shaden is going to take us on a little ride through... Uh, I just thought I was I was having fond memories of uh, Being drunk. our yeah our drunk episode where we were trying to figure out Gen Z slang <laughs> right and I was like well I think I was over everything on that it one. would be yeah, I think you were <laughs> I wasn't I didn't do too good I don't think you you did better than me I got I know a couple because I have a you know I have a Gen Z son ish yeah, he's uh, yeah he's Gen Z yeah but uh, he's a little older. 
but he knows the he knows the jargon. So I got to learn all that shit, but not all of it, obviously. So I thought it'd be fun to uh, Dick re- in there? revisit that. We can't use that by default because I know you know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Crocky Dick Slapper. But I've got a I got a huge list of uh, Australian slang terms, and I figure we can take a crack at some of Let's them. Let's learn. Should we sing the Australian national anthem? Uh, I don't even. Women cried and they chunder. <laughs> can you hear? Can you hear the thunder? Uh, you better run. You better take cover. Yeah, that's 100 percent the national Sorry, guys. I'd love to know your national anthem. I'm not sure I've heard it. Have you heard the Australian national anthem? I thought that was it. Okay, fair enough. See, that's two two out of three. Shaden seems to think that we're silly. I don't know what. I'm just sitting over here. Face palming without face palming. Right now. <laughs> have you found the thing so we don't have to uh, uh, keep yeah. going? Okay, I got, a whole, I got a whole list. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready when you fuckers are. <laughs> I'm tying the rope around my neck as we speak. So just just, there's, away there's from a me. whole list of like 125. Always have here, a spotter, so. Zach. Always have a spotter. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm just gonna pick randomly, uh, okay. and. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of at least half of these. So Fair. We'll see. This is the we'll mix of double the fun. If far get, north. If we have the far south, it's cool. If we have any uh, Aussie jar pods out there, oh. feel free to give me give me shit for. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have a few. Uh, all right, so they all mean cunt. Fair dinkum. Cunt means fair cunt. dinkum. Fair dinkum. Good deal. That's a good. That's that's a, a good guess, but no. Uh, delicious. Uh, dingo meat. <laughs> also a good guess, but no. It means it means honestly, like yeah, honestly, like yeah, fair dinkum, like no shit, like, yeah, fair like dinkum. no, no, no shit. shit. Okay. Yeah. I'll lock it. In fact, fair dinkum, fair dinkum. Uh, all right, here's a little gimme. Fuck me dead. Uh, Something shit. I've requested recently in my life. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to go. It's not the worst way to die. Uh, yeah, I would say, fuck, that sucks. Things are bad. Mm-hmm. Things are bad. Ding, ding, ding. That's unfortunate, or you're very surprised. <laughs> fuck me dead. Fuck me dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's different than fuck me running, I think. Yeah. But yeah. also means, you know. It's kind of the same. It's yeah. in the same, yeah. It's got to be in the same wheelhouse, though, right? Um, no walk. No. <laughs> I told you. No walkers. No walkers. Uh, Stop fucking around. You can't. Let's see. No, no walkers. Uh there's no workers here. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, yeah, nobody showed up. Solid guesses, both. But no, it's uh, no no walkers is a truly Aussie way to say no worries. Oh, no worries, oh, no worries mate. <laughs> no walkers. No workers. Oh, I like it. I don't know if that's how you say it, though. It could be Wookiees, but that sounded too much like Wookiees to me. So I no Wookiees. No Wookiees. <laughs> no Wookiees, mate. Fuck. We only do Ewok shit here. <laughs> There's a little English in there too. I suck at accents. I'm sorry, fuck. Me too, but I'm still trying. I'm oh, yeah, still yeah. butchering it on uh, intentionally. Uh, ripper, ripper, uh, badass. Yeah, kick like ass. like con- context. You little ripper. Oh, you little shit. You son of a bitch. <laughs> no, you were closer in the beginning. No, it's the, like oh, it's like it's like that's fantastic. Hey, ripper. Like, I, I feel like when I, I've watched a couple guys when they're throwing shit off of a building. 
I don't know if you or a platform throwing kangaroos off there. I haven't seen a kangaroo yet. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what they're called, but they're like the nicest four or five gentlemen from Australia. And they're always like ripper, <laughs> and everything. Everything is a footy, a tippy. What's your hat? It's a hattie. You know, <laughs> what's this table? It's a tablee. And it's just like holy. I love you. I love you, people. I hurt my elbowy. Yeah, it's like I have my fucking face. Oh my kanii. <laughs> I love. I love. Uh, languages and dialects that have like a robust amount of slang worked oh, into them you know like certain certain dialects of uh english yeah. over in like oh, the uk like which i don't know the name of any of them but if i hear them i'm like that that shit i love that because <laughs> right. i can't understand half of it but you all do and that's cool <laughs> and i love that that the cunt is becoming more acceptable within yeah. the states because it's such a great word it and it's word. super acceptable in a lot of other countries that's, too yeah. like so that's about like, that's always like, my excuse when somebody gets offended no yeah i, I mean australia I being excuse. one of them and cunt is just like you call your buddy a cunt yeah. and like, hey what's up going on you little cunt <laughs> that's kind of that's pretty much why i started using it like on my show yeah it's like i listen to fucking tons of english and australian speakers and they're like fucking cunt and you're like yeah they are yeah. cunt and it feels that, good the irish come out of the too. mouth it just it does cunt, it's a it just got word. that it, nice back of the throat just the thing, the, the kind of rule that when I first came out with it in my head was like, I'm just not going to call any females that. Females don't like that word, so it's like I'm going to call every dude I know a cunt. Yeah, and that's and then we'll just make it a guy word. But then it's also one of those things where it's like it represents. It's like bitch. Where it's you're all. Like, that's a female it's, thing. It's, it's all. Like, I call the, dudes bitch, it's and it's not all about, in the delivery, man. Yes. <laughs> you can't shut the fuck up. No. And I'm in gifted in insulting people and them saying thank you generally. So. Right. This is the one, by the way, that the dads are going to be like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> their generation. That word was like, did they say that out loud? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he's not back for Christmas, is he? We're not having him. You know. I don't know if that's fair. Or not. Polly had her hoodie on the other day when we were in Pierce, and it says, "Don't be a cunt." Right. We saw Greg and Diane, who you know, yeah, who, and they're they, they're spiritual people, right? And Diane saw that finally. She was like, oh, "I just found out what that word was two years ago." <laughs> She's seventy eight. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you, you sweet sheltered lady. Right. The, the first, the only don't two let things, the world ruin you. Stay gold, pony boy. <laughs> <laughs> the only two things I learned uh, in seventh grade was cock and cunt. I, that was the first day too. So it's like you go to public school. She must not have gone to public school. I remember the first time I used the word bastard and I got in trouble for it. My dad and I used to play dominoes when I was a kid. You like like the actual, not like tip them over in the line. Right, but like right. The actual the game. Like, like you were dominoes. in prison. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were playing with the bones. And uh, I had heard the word bastard used at school and I didn't know what it meant necessarily. I just knew that it was like something you called someone when you were displeased with them. <laughs> so my dad just cleaned up at Domino's this round that we played. And I was like, you bastard. And he was like, what? <laughs> what did you just call me? I was like, nothing. Uh, I'm learning things in school, dad. He's about. like, do you know what that means? Absolutely not <laughs> is the correct answer. <laughs> and your punishment is not going to be as severe as it would have been. I mean, it was just me and him, so he didn't like beat me about the ears or anything. But he's like, "Don't be calling people that, <laughs> especially not me." <laughs> yep. Do we have more you words? Little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> bastard. Yeah. Right, are there more Australian words? Yeah. Yeah, I'll toss yeah. you a couple more. All right. How about a, a root rat? A root rat. Yeah. Let me think about that. R O O T, root rat. Ooh, can you give us a hint as to what that might mean? Mm. It's got to be somebody who's uh, tenacious. Somebody who really enjoys a certain thing. A root rat. 
Uh, are they tenacious? A, could it's kind of yeah. Are they an Australian rules football fan? <laughs> nope. Okay. It has to do with penis. <laughs> is it penis? <laughs> oh. Uh, I don't know how much of that the recording will pick up. Mr. Like a whole bag. Chris, uh, yeah. <laughs> what was that? A penis? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Miss Creep. Miss Creepkeeper shouts in from the back. It has to do with penis. <laughs> and she's right. It does. Way. A root rat is someone who enjoys sex maybe a little too much. Oh, <laughs> wife. How come you know is that? Is it is it gender specific? <laughs> well, wife. I mean. Uh, it doesn't say so, but well, that doesn't help me. Only one of us has a root. <laughs> In theory. In theory. Yeah. But the other person uses it. Sorry, we're having a different conversation. My wife's uh, yeah. showing her. It's enough of that. A new some of that side talk over there, Flannery's. Sorry sorry. <laughs> All right, I'll give you one more. Uh, shark biscuit. Shark or shock? Shark. Shark biscuit. Shark, shark biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, actually, it's it's kids at the beach. Oh, fucking a <laughs> bunch shark of little biscuit. shock biscuits. That's that's clever. That's right. worth the, the price yep. of admission. Right, love there. that one. So anyway, that's enough. That's it. Okay, <laughs> shock biscuit. <laughs> that was right. that was precisely as fun as I thought it would be. Thanks, Are we guys. Australian now? Do yeah. we officially think, get to? Well, I think uh, we yeah, we're in. not allowed to go to Australia after that stunt. I think <laughs> every time I do the accent, they're like, "Please stay home." Yeah, we don't want you. Stop. <laughs> the, the problem will be is that the no, moment, thank you. <laughs> exactly, because what I will do, I know what myself. Like I hung out with a guy from New Zealand for just at work for like eight hours a day for just a year or so. And I annoyed that piss out of him because I, I couldn't well, help myself. Kiwis are different August, accent too. It is. Like, it sounds the like, same to us. Stop fucking doing that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he was the one was like, it's not crocky, you fuck. It's crocky dick slapper. Yeah. He might have been fucking <laughs> yeah. with me, but he was just like, stop fucking saying it. But I couldn't help myself. And I was like in tears at one point. I'm like, oh, I can't fucking stop. I'm sorry. Dude, what <laughs> He's like, you sound like a cartoon character from the Disney Channel, bro. This is not how yeah, my people speak. Yeah, that's why I learned it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's Monterey Jack Fucking Chippendales Rescue Rangers. It's like going to a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. You're speaking English, but you try to throw like a oh yeah accent to it. Like <laughs> yeah. you, like right. like English is your second language. Right. To I don't. Well, why do we do that? I don't. How know. stupid. I burrito. Wherever. Wherever on the uh, autism spectrum I sit, which is certainly somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. I I, imitating interesting sounds, especially ones that are spoken by other people. It's like a knee jerk reaction for me. I can't. It hurts <laughs> me to not do it, and it also makes me a cunt <laughs> occasionally. Totally as I, I was sitting at a restaurant when I was a kid. And uh, our waitress had this super distinctive laugh. It was like, <laughs> oh, you know, and I was just like, I have to, I have to do it. Like, I didn't have an evil thought in my head. I was just like, she was walking away after taking our order. My dad was being charming per the usual. And so she laughed as she was walking away. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> and he reaches over and smacks me. <laughs> it's like, I was too like, loud. I'm like, what? And he's like, what if she heard you? I was like, I wasn't being mean. He goes, she doesn't know that. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's just the, the mockingbird is just doing what it naturally does, not making fun of yeah i'm a mimic i can't help it <laughs> I, the slap across the back of the head i miss those days yeah i earned a lot of those yeah we it, all was had, a, it was a it was a i think it's an effective <laughs> it's an effective reset button I'll it tell is you that like if you're doing something and you just get like a what you're like what wow whiplash it, fucking changed everything stop <laughs> all right it, that it's, was it, it's a lost art it for is. sure yeah. it is well let's not bring it back though either i mean you <laughs> know I mean, yeah. Good or bad? Hey, you got yeah. little ones. No, bringing it back. But no, no, no. <laughs> All right, we're moving along. We're, we're moving along quick today. This ride has many different stops. It's like it's a small world where, like, look, there's a little thing. There's a thing. Shut up. Keep your hands in. Let's go. Next you, one. Shall we sing? Way to the go, whole time you, in the background. You little yeah. ripper. <laughs> it's a ripper. 
Dingo, slippy. Slippy, slappy. All right, this one Jeff is going to lead us on, and it is nine unquestionable truths. No. No, nine, nine uncomfortable, uncomfortable truths, truths about life. Now, this is going to be a surprise to all of us. I, I'm like, oh, I like uncomfortable. I like yeah. life. I like uncomfortable life because it makes you better. So let's see. Jeff what the uncomfortable truths are. Jeff we'll, wants we'll break to them down. Dangle his balls in the cold, cold river waters to challenge himself. <laughs> hey, you just <laughs> choked him to death. <laughs> Again, that goes into balls. an age thing. You're going to reach an age where you sit down on the toilet and you do find out how cold that water is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe you. I don't either. I know. Just wait. All right. Just fucking wait. It's going to happen. I've, I'm 43. I've, 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 never, had, I've yeah. never had pendulous balls. Quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, they, they turtle up at the slightest breeze, bro. That's if it's cold, they're like, they're, in my, they're near my Adam's apple. Like, what's going on, bro? No, I, I, in here. I don't know if you can tell by my voice. They dropped once, but not far. Shaden <laughs> <laughs> can get... <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Nine uncomfortable Cunts. motherfucking cunts. That was an uncomfortable truth. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay. Number one. Number one. If you continue to wait for the right time, you'll waste your entire life and nothing will happen. That's totally true. Fucking. Yeah. yeah. I have not. Uh, I have no I, further I, input. That's well said. It's just there is no right time. Yeah. You jump in or you don't. I just get to think about my my own life on that one. It's like. All the things that I've done in the last two years of my life have literally been, I'm scared to death to do this, so I'm going to fucking do it. And yeah. it has, fortunately, all worked out to a positive. Doesn't mean that it's all easy. In fact, it's been very challenging. But it's been the best thing for me ever. So I, would, I, I live my life now like, if it scares the shit out of me, I should probably be doing it. Right. Let's just linger for a second. Like uh, The idea of just jump and the net will appear is kind of that self-starter person thought so it is like there's never a good, has there ever been a good time have you ever felt prepared all the way for something like no. i'm so ready for this test no, I'm so here's ready the, for even when i think i've prepared when i'm right on the precipice of leaping into whatever this thing is i've been preparing for i'm like i'm not ready yeah. oh shit this is way different than what i prepared <laughs> yeah so i mean you learn on the as you go i mean that's all i wanted to say yeah basically. yeah absolutely like, yeah like Education is that, and sometimes I don't want the net. I I want to know. I want to know I'm doing this all on my own. Yeah, I, and and because there there's no satisfaction in something that's easy. There's only satisfaction in something that's hard that you accomplished. So the further I can get into something that this is all me, I am responsible solely responsible for where I'm at and solely responsible for getting through this. There's a bigger reward at the end. Mm -hmm. So. I recommend it for everybody. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's always going to turn out, too, because I've, you know, I've fucked up more than the average bear, too. So that's sure. okay. But for all of you guys that are just kind of like, okay, I'm not ready yet, or just a little bit more for some project that you're working on and stuff, uh, I'll tell you what, for, with Scatcast, it was like that with me. It's like, well, no, I need to be in this situation. No, and I got to do it like this. And no, I need to practice this a little bit more. It's like, nah, fuck it. Just do it. And, and be okay with... Maybe not being as good as you'll be at the end. Yeah, even like, as, even as something as simple as seventy five hard. I now we're trying to get people to do that because I've been through it and I, I know what it did. It, it literally changed a lot of things in my life uh, because of discipline. Yeah. But I can remember. I mean, I, I had known about seventy five hard for up to a year, and I'm you know someday oh, I'm going to do this then and trying to plan for it and shit like that. And I finally actually listened to. Uh, it was somebody that he out on the show who just had done 75 hard and he interviewed this this guy just a regular ups driver dude 
And it was his episode that I listened to. I was driving home from deer hunting uh, last year. This is the 75 hard. Yeah. The guy yeah. that invented it. Yeah. Andy okay. Frisella. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it, Andy Frisella, the guy who started it, couldn't get me to start. But some regular dude who just said, you know what? Just do it. Yeah. You, you can't plan for this. Just start. Yeah. There's no time where you're going to be like the most comfortable and it's like the perfect storm. I was on my way home. I got, I mean, I went to the bookstore, got kicked out of the bookstore because I wouldn't wear a mask. So I had to figure (laughs) out a new way to get books. I was that guy. I'm still that guy. (laughs) He is. Um, Got all my food prep ready to go. And next day I was, I was off and going, not even really knowing exactly what I was doing. And uh, it's just a really good, it's a really good example of just fucking do it. You'll figure it out. Somebody, I think it was my grandpa. He was just like, just fucking jump in and swim. You don't have That's to have learn. all the answers. You don't. How to swim. Jump in and swim. You don't have to have all the answers before you start. And then I drown. You can't have all the answers before you start. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Figure it out. Forgive you yourself for the not The preparation will get you through perhaps the first five minutes of any given thing. Right. That's it too. <laughs> and then it's like, wow, all that, all that time you spent preparing, you could have just been beyond five minutes and it wouldn't, it would have been the same. Well, it's kind of like yeah. having kids. Yeah. Everybody's excited to find out if it's a boy or a girl, but because a lot of people think that's going to prepare them. No, it's not. <laughs> no, not at all. Genetics at all. is a trillion-sided multi- dice. Yeah. It's either going to be a, a boy or a girl or a toaster. Or I mean, a monster. Could be a toaster. <laughs> I cheer for the toaster. If I, uh, if I was going <laughs> to throw my two cents into this and piggyback a little bit, I would say not only should you not be afraid to start something, but you should also not be afraid to say yes to something when it comes along and slaps you in the face. Yes. Cause there's, and it's, it's, there's a lot of those moments in your life where something will come along like some opportunity will present itself. And if you waffle about it, it goes right by. Yep. You have to, you, you have so to, there's, you, there's some times where you have to go, okay, I don't know how I'm going to make that work, but the answer is yes. Cause it's something I want. And then you figure out how to make it work. And some of the best shit in my life, this podcast included our band included was shit that just kind of like happened one day it was like hey how about we do this and i was like okay We're shaking my head no but right. but i <laughs> you know you just you make room for it and they like i say they're the, some of the best shit in my life now and Same. if i just let it go by then and honestly what's the worst thing that can happen you can fail guess what when you fail you get to you get to make a decision of whether you try again or not yeah unless that, we're talking about you, like cliff jumping <laughs> okay you there are worse things that, that could happen than failure yes. <laughs> hashtag not all yeah. <laughs> always a caveat <laughs> number two oh sorry i gotta put my glasses back on get them readers on oh, man. i love being old it's awesome <laughs> oh this one this one's a big deal that people don't think about and i've actually tried to talk about this a bit on my own you will lose 99 percent of your close friends if you start upgrading your life mm-hmm this is a fucking fact. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And it sounds like a negative thing, but it is not because you shake out the people that are negative and that are holding you down. And, but what, what happens is you start finding the like people that push you forward. Mm-hmm. You always want to be the weakest link in your chain. Yes. Yeah. Because you, you, the people around you, you want them to excel you forward. Yeah. And you're the sum of, you know, you're, the three people, five people you hang out with the most is yeah. what some people would say. Yeah. Not only that, your, your character, I think, is reflected a lot in who you choose to have around you mm-hmm. on and a I, regular basis. And I'll even go into, like, you know, your more romantic or personal type relationships, marriages and such. 
uh, you know, it's been my experience that a lot of those at the time, I thought they were built on love and trust and all that. No, they weren't. They were built on my traumas. I was just seeking the same things all the time. And it wasn't until I changed and fixed myself before I realized that. And it, you know, it, it would push those people out of my life. Yeah. Um, uh, Terry Meisner, one of our listeners, I've been chatting with him a little bit and that guy is really, he's fun to watch because he's really pushing himself mm. and you know, he's got a wife and family and all that. And even today he, he made a post about, he took a picture of the, this really nice Caesar salad. It looked really good. Cause I was hungry when I was looking at it too. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Right but you now. know, this guy's like, he's making changes and he, his wife is supporting him and his changes and his growth. That guy's going to win because he's got somebody right there supporting him. Mm. I mean, they, they will make it because she's already showing that she's going to support him in winning. And that's going to, and he already is going to support her. So it's really, he's got a foundation that's going to be really good. It's going to make it easier for him to succeed. And it's going to be fun to watch those two just grow. Right. Yeah. So Something he, to be said about partners helping each other. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Big fuck you out of that. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Sorry, I keep taking my glasses off because I'm trying to... Well, you they're can't readers. see us without it. Yeah. yeah so what do you think, before we move on from that one, um, you upgrade your life, you lose 99-ish percent of your friends, and then you encounter new people that are more in line with where you're at. Uh, do you think that there's a diminishing amount of that loss of friendship as you continue to improve beyond that first initial like I'm I'm changing my life and like if you just continue on that path with new friends that are aligned with you yeah do you think it still applies so my experience was this uh, I basically shook the majority of people out of my life and there was a time where I felt very alone which would at the time it felt really bad but it was probably one of the best things I ever went through mm -hmm. because I you know the people that you knew the people that were in your life they don't understand mm -hmm. they don't understand what you're doing uh, whether it be fitness or anything, mine was more around fitness, but it really went into a lot of mental stuff too. Uh, it, yeah, so there was there was this almost a self pity, like I'm doing all this stuff and nobody else is doing it around me. Well, then I started to recognize where I was spending my time. You know, at the gym and uh, at the gym and 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 even some of the things I was going to go doing extracurricularly. You find people with self interest, so you actually have better friendships. Mm -hmm. Did, am I answering the question right? I'm not yeah, sure if I... I think so because that's I, I I think you're getting to the conclusion I arrived at because I've I've gone through more than one metamorphosis in my life and both of you guys kind of got to know me through one of them and then yeah. have continued to be some of my closest friends on the other side of it you know and I was like and I've I've changed significantly even since you guys have known me oh, yeah. but we still remain really really tight friends like none of the changes in my life since then have had any effect whatsoever on no, our, our it, friendship. And I it say was. it all the time. I saw, I saw your potential before you ever saw your potential. Yeah. Boom. Take that shape. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> maybe, maybe once you clear out the hangers on and the people that probably don't belong in your life, maybe, you know, that 99%. then, I mean, cause then friendships, like you're supposed to nurture them, nurture and they, they get stronger cause you get, I don't know, maybe, mm. Maybe that's a Hallmark for, commercial. For me, it but sounded like one. For me, I think uh, everything social in my life works in smaller and larger circles, you know? So it's like, it's not so much like when I change, because my changes are less dramatic these days. I've already gone through like my big change and now I'm just trying to make smaller adjustments to help me grow more. But still in, consistent in the direction. Growth. That's the right. thing. Right. But 
what I do when I decide something needs to change and then I start working on it, I will reevaluate people in my life as I come in contact with them and I'll go, okay, well, they're one circle further from me now. I that step I took was a step away from them. Not that they're out of my life, but their contact with me, their dynamic with me, I'll I'll just nurture it a little bit less and I'll leave the ball in their court. And if they wanna, you know, if if they wanna make changes that are closer to where I'm headed, then they move inward by a circle, you know. And mm-hmm. I think that's uh, once you get to a point where you're pretty secure in your direction of travel and how you want to change, I think that's a good way to look at your relationships in your life because it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that just because somebody isn't directly in line with what you're doing that they don't deserve any part of your life. Well, look at the three of us. I mean, we have some things in common, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, here and there. I'm allergic to most of the things. Yeah, you're, like. you're, yeah, you're mostly allergic <laughs> and, and would never do most of the things that I do, but you and I have a really good relationship yeah. in other things. I respect those things. I just don't want to itch all the time. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that people that are putting effort into their own lives and moving forward, they're not so goddamn bitter and jealous of other people. And, and they're encouraging to other people. I mean, the best thing in life, in my opinion, I mean, we need relationships in life. And the best thing is to have those relationships where everybody's growing and encouraging each other to grow. And it doesn't even have to go in the same direction, but they're, but they're still going up. Yeah. So you have this respect yeah. and, and, and this encouragement for the other person. Well, I think guys, what you're referring to is commonly uh, called maturity. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> There's not a, good, a lot of that in the a, world today, it's, though. It's a, good, it's a good point, though, because I think... If you find yourself in a position ever where you're hoping or cheering for somebody else's shortcomings or somebody else's downfall purely because you think that that will make you look better as a result, first of all, you didn't earn that. (laughs) Uh, so that makes you kind of toxic. And, and second of all, you're not doing yourself any favors either because that's that's not progress. That is just the bar getting lowered and you being seeming better by default, which is <laughs> what is what did you gain? You didn't right. gain anything from that. And somebody had to lose something for you to get it. So it's really a, it's a gross behavior. The other thing that happens to you as you grow yourself and you have some successes in life, whether it's financial or spiritual or whatever it is, you gain a confidence. And you just, you tend to be more encouraging to other people instead of break them down. And, and you have zero tolerance for people that are just going to beat the shit out of you or beat the shit out of other people, but not step up and do the right thing. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people will talk shit about what other people doing, but what the fuck are you doing? Right. Nothing. You're just sitting there bitching. That's why, yeah. I don't know if this makes sense either, but I've always felt, I mean, I'm an artist, so I don't want people to write mean things about what I do, but I've always thought when it's like, what's a critic? What does a critic contribute to the world? <laughs> like, I've never watched a movie because a critic was like, oh, my God. I don't think I've ever, when somebody says, it's so great, you got to see it. It's like, oh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, they were right. Okay, fine. <laughs> but a critic is like someone that doesn't add anything to the world except for, like, like what you were saying, like, instead of being anti-something, just be pro- the thing you know just the, yeah. the words matter but that's like a critic is like almost always just a negative like i don't know if it's as good as their last one <laughs> you know and it's so like, in other words don't be a cunt do the, yeah it always comes down to that <laughs> but, and no offense if you're a critic listening to the show and stuff but you know maybe rethink your life completely. well it's one of those things where you can be a critic as a hobbyist but and and probably maintain some valuable insight but when you start trying to be critical of things as a profession professionally that's what i mean it's yeah. like you you 
it just seems that you lose the plot somewhere along the way. Like, like all of them. I, I, I agree with That's... what you're saying because I look at critic scores of movies as a good example, and they'll be like, oh, 80-something percent. And then the audience score is like 40-something percent. Yeah, or and I watch the movie. Or how about this? I watch the movie, and I'm like, oh, I'll see it for myself. And I'm like, yeah, that was trash. Right. <laughs> how did it get 81% from the people who do this for a living? Like, what? Right. Maybe your palate there's money changes. involved. <laughs> maybe, maybe what you think is good and what isn't. Like, maybe it's maybe I'm just the guy who doesn't appreciated the back notes of the fine wine that they're drinking. Like right. I'm, just, I'm too boorish to. <laughs> I always question that too, where it's it, like, well, I didn't go to college to know how I like movies. Maybe I don't know how to like right. movies right. right. Or here's something even simpler: I don't know how to drink wine and taste wine right. <laughs> if you're going to be critical of what somebody is doing or what they did, you better be able to do it better. And the perfect example I could think of: you ever gone to a bar and watched the UFC fights? I don't think I ever have. It I is think. amazing the more people drink, how how oh, seasoned how, how seasoned ass. fighters they are. That's <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, you know, go get an arm, bro. Oh man, I would oh guillotine. Oh, I would have done a double double leg sweep. Me a fucking Kimura. I'm like, no, you would have gone up there, curl up in a ball, and shit Jeez. your pants while he was hitting you in the skull because you don't know how to fight. You just watch it on TV. Just because right. you know the names of the moves doesn't mean you can fucking do them. Same as football and basketball. Exactly. And stuff, where they're like, I would have thrown it to the white. It's like you can't even throw twelve yards. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> that guy could throw a ball. Eight yards, you're not going to do you're that. You're not on the team. <laughs> <laughs> they're not looking for you to There's try a reason either. that you're in here and they're that's, on TV. That's my, favorite, that's my favorite response to pick on people who are over-the-top sports fanatics. Or they're just like, oh. I was like, hey, how was the game? And they're like, oh, we won. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you played. Exactly. <laughs> Dude. What position do you play? Yeah. Left out. I play left Dude. out. I have, I have a good friend. I, mom had to watch uh, his Gramp, step grandpa, whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's this old man in our life. My mom was involved in his life. And he taught me something very valuable because he was so angry. He's so grumpy about sports. He's, he's 80, 90 years old, and he's yelling at these high school kids, you know, like Gonzaga basketball and shit. And in my mind, I'm just like, damn, I never want to just yell at high school kids and have my day be like revolved around <laughs> kids I don't know, kids that don't know who I am. And like, I don't it's like but here's the thing they're kids leave them alone they have nothing to do with your life I don't know we've all done this shit though I'm not saying I've never done this because we've all done it at times we've all been the cunt sitting there bitching about something and then but now I can take a look at myself and go I'm a cunt. I need to yeah, stop. Yeah. It was, I, I felt a little bit personally attacked when you were talking about the UFC thing because I've been guilty of that in the past. Of and course. It's like, and, it's like, and I'm like... Everybody I, drinks beer. We've yeah, all been guilty yeah, of that. Right. But like, I was like, I, I did judo back in the day, so I'm like, at least I know some things. But I'm like, bro, it's been 10 years since you were on a fucking judo mat. You need to shut up. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's being aware of this. I just had that conversation. Somebody was asking me about uh, jujitsu, and I'm like, well, I know jujitsu. Jitsu, but I haven't done it in nine years. Probably right. I haven't been on mat in nine years. I want to get matters, back into yeah. it, but I'm going to get the shit kicked. Honestly, most of my jujitsu was me getting the shit kicked out of me mm-hmm. and learning from that. Yeah, I got choked out a lot. That was my tenure in judo. <laughs> I mean, it worked great uh, in my profession. It was amazing, but when it came to skilled people, mm-hmm. honestly, I sucked. Yeah, I mean, there was always somebody that could kick my ass. It so is. It fish. is as a as a little serious aside, though. It's like it's worth taking some sort of martial art long enough to learn some some of the mechanics of it. Because so I'm not, I'm not saying I'm I'm Billy badass, but I I find that I worry about myself a lot less 
fighting somebody who doesn't know how to fight. Oh, yeah. Not that I spend a lot of time fighting, but you know, I can tell by the way they posture up if they're trying to pick a fight. I'm just like, look, you don't want to. I don't want to either, but you definitely don't right. want to. What was that movie <laughs> that was? I know, I know at least take... three more tricks than you do. <laughs> what was right. that movie that was filmed in Spokane? Uh, had uh, my twin in there, Vin Diesel. Uh, uh, Seth Green was in it. It was filmed out at Feltz Field. Oh, the ru- uh, uh, knock around guy, guy. knock around guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Vince, uh, I didn't know that was filmed here. Yeah, Vin. Mm-hmm. I almost said Vince Vaughn. Um, Vin Diesel in the his fight scene in it, the first fight scene. He's talking about five hundred fights. Oh, I don't. That remember. was his goal. Was five hundred fights. <laughs> That's when you can say that you know how to fight. And <laughs> you're a police officer. I, I love so that. I'm like, yeah. I'm like. I've been in 500 fights for yeah. sure. <laughs> Probably more than that. I mean, I've been in thousands of fights, really. Yeah. But not street fights, though. It's different. Right. I got rules. Profes- I got rules. Professional yeah. fights <laughs> where they pick the fight with you, right, likely. Right. <laughs> I will say for sports fans, there is one uh, like Monday morning quarterback thing that is justifiable, and it's for Seahawks fans. Uh, back in the Super Bowl, you guys know which one. Russell, you know, the coach was like, Carol said, hey, we've got this great running back and we're right on the two yard line, one yard line. Oh, God. And they threw the ball and then like you can Monday morning quarterback that. I use that example. All of Seattle is still mourning that. I've had times in my life where I felt like I was Seattle on the one yard line. (laughs) You're like, you're going to win. You're going to win. You're like, what the? Why is that so? What the fuck just happened? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to, I don't know how that happened. And that peaked out. Somebody's dog's barking now. Mm-hmm. That. What, what was that? Okay. Somebody's What's, ears are bleeding. Sorry. Uh, move got forward. Pressures on. Yeah. Compression, <laughs> compression and limiters. Uh, this one. Uh, you will be 10 times happier if you forgive your parents and stop blaming them for your problems. Fuck yeah. This one's for you, Zach. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one's for me, too. Probably for everybody, really. Yeah. It's for I, me. I don't feel like I, I have any holdups with either of my parents no i've watched you work through it since i've known you actually yeah, you like my you my, really did i don't think about it that much i mean my mom's dead and all that good stuff so it's i don't have any more to work out there and i'm good with you know i like i love my mom and, and she's gone and i'm okay with that too uh, i miss her obviously but and with my dad it's like i don't know as a man it's like i must have been an insufferable kid it must have been kind of rough for him and you all still that are. stuff I, I think what's <laughs> i say cunt to strangers all week long i mean i'm I'm an old fuck now, but the reality is, as I've gone through life, a lot of the things that I had thought about uh, growing up and the negatives that I had about both my parents, I, I understand now. It's like, no, yeah. you know what? They did the best they could do. And That's what I was Everybody makes for. mistakes. They've only learned from their parents. And I've got to have some really good conversations, more so with my dad than my mom. I, we just don't talk very much. Right. Uh, but my dad and I have had great conversations about it. Yeah, you find out that they're people. When you find out, somebody said this a long time ago, it's probably a movie or something, but when you realize that your parents are people is when you grow up. When you realize that your parents are fallible you know, yeah. and they had the same fears that you have. You know, I think of myself now, and I think of my dad at the same age, and it's like he seemed like a like a monument compared to what I am. It's like, you know, at forty three years old, he had businesses and owned a home and had all this, you know, wisdom and shit. And I'm like, I'm a fucking dummy, and I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna rent till the dead. <laughs> even know, cooler, gonna... even cooler now is Dad and I can get in com- some conversations, and I ask him advice about kids and stuff, and at kids in particular. But and he can go well. I used to do this and I was wrong. This is what it changed, what I changed in my life. And this is what has worked for me. Mm. 
And it's really nice to be able to have those conversations. And he's just a humble man. He's like, you know, I know I didn't do everything perfect. I did the best I could. And, you know, my dad ultimately really did a good job. But but that doesn't mean that he was infallible. Right. So totally forgive any shortcomings of my parents. And, And at the end of the day... You know, at 18, we're adults. We're just set off to go breed or whatever it is that we do. Here, you go make some humans and take care of them now. Yeah. Uh, it's still our it's our responsibility to fix our shit. Well, and part of that part of that too is you don't necessarily like some people's parents are perhaps not worthy of forgiveness. I guess to put it in a weird way, but I mean, I guess the obvious reply to that is forgiveness isn't really for them. It's right. for it's for you. You know, to stop yeah. hanging on to it, but. I understand firsthand how hard that can be with certain with certain dynamics, especially as it pertains to your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've spent a lot of time working through, and I'm not going to run the shame train on my on my mom on our podcast or anything. But I've, there's a lot of issues that I've had for my entire life with my mom and the way that things went in my childhood, and I. I've spent a lot of time working through them because I had issues I didn't even realize stemmed from that, that I've only just realized in the last few years. I was like, that's because of that. And mm-hmm. I got to, I got to work on that. Cause it's, I'm not, I don't want to let that define me for the rest of my fucking life, you know, but that process of just taking it, examining it, seeing what you can learn, like if there's some value in it, take that out and then just just get rid of it like you don't have to look back and and you know be like well i understand they were just a person you can look back and go yeah they did a shit job but i did get some things out of it and i'm i've worked on the damage that was done because of it and i am who i am because of that so and that's valuable so i mean even if that's where you get to it or get to with it rather that's that's I, th- I think that still counts. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And you know, like even my dad, I'm very open. My dad is my hero. I yeah. mean, I have three heroes in my life, and he's one of them. And uh, he wasn't always my hero. He, he grew to be my yeah. hero as I grew, as I fixed me, as I lived my life. I understood him more, and and gave him grace. And the fact that my hero is man enough to make mistakes is yeah. is awesome. You know, I don't. I don't want somebody that's infallible. I, I want somebody that goes. It yeah. goes. Uh, you know what? Nah, fuck that up. Being but here's to, what I learned from it, and I'm yeah. going to pass this on to you. Being able to admit that you're that you fuck up is a huge adult thing to be. You know, and it's a wise thing to be. And I don't know. Uh, my dad admitted that he fucked up when he did and stuff, but we didn't have that close of a relationship to where we would talk that. You know, I, I did. I stopped talking to my dad and my early 20s like right. 21 or something like that so 22 mm. and i don't know if every father son goes through that there were times where i mean, I mean there was probably a couple of years with me and my dad where it was just tense all the time yeah and it was my fault i blamed him but it was my fault yeah i was being a fuck up so <laughs> yeah but you were a little and kids my, trying to figure out but he's he was a we're all grown up little kids trying to figure out shit too that's the thing yeah. where it's like your dad should know better. It's like, yeah, but you're not going to know better when you're his age. So think about it like it, that. It's really weird to think you that should know better, but damn. In society, we're just like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I think I'm going to bring a people into this world and <laughs> and take care of it, right? And try to show them that I don't know what I'm doing, but pretend like I know what I'm doing. Right. Odd concept. It's a complicated little fucking ride, ride for sure. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. So, uh, I used no you thank just you wait. a couple times. I'm just waiting. I am yeah, just waiting for you to get that phone call someday. <laughs> Ooh, no. I'm going to be tickled pink. It's, man. it's not going to happen no, because thanks. I I manage my margin of risk very well. <laughs> it's hard to have a kid when you when just you takes don't one. Do the deed. <laughs> there you just go. takes one. <laughs> oh. He's cheering for that. Look at this I guy. I kind of am a little bit. bit. You, know, you can you fuck should right be off. Re- <laughs> no, here's the thing. There are people in this world who probably should not breed. You are not one of those people. Get out of here with your eugenics bullshit, dude. I know really good, <laughs> smart people that had a monster for a child. Genetics is a roll of the fucking dice. It is a lot. <laughs> but it, it's, but there's genetics, saying but it's what you... Parent the value that you could bring to somebody's life. Oh, I'd be a life. great fucking parent. There you I, go. I don't you, doubt that at all. You could be I just, a good big brother, I just, big sister I just program. could be a great, a lot of other things that I wouldn't have time for if I was it's busy just being just my opinion. <laughs> I want the world full of good people. I'd be thrilled if you would produce. <laughs> well, I'll take it for the compliment it was, but don't wish that even on me if ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to go through a little bit of misery at the same time because it'd make me feel better. <laughs> no going at gremlins for this guy. Uh, all right, number four. Number four. Number four. Uh, I was just calling my cat. He's dead. Sorry. Well, sorry to do that. Uh, I can't your... say number four without doing that because of you. <laughs> What's well, the copying noises? In you know. see the video? Like, well, now we're all. Did dead. you see the video that I put on uh, the shitbox of Matt Miller? Matt Miller yeah, made me a video that. a long time I, ago with the, <laughs> the cat. That was funny. No, I'm allergic to. Which I missed. I missed it. I don't know whatever happened. I, should, I need to reach out to him. Actually, oh, yeah, he was yeah. a good dude. He's good. Dude. <laughs> he is a good dude. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, train yourself to let people win arguments on purpose to conserve your mental health. Um, mm. I struggle with this one because if I'm in an argument, I, I'm probably trying to drive home a point or, or I feel that I'm right about something, understanding that I have, I guess, I guess this is where you have to understand you have blind spots and maybe you're wrong, or maybe it's just not worth it because the other person's blind spots are so big that you're never going to get them to see. So it's not worth your fucking time. Some people, when they say one plus one equals 19, you're like, yes, it does. And they move on. Like I've definitely found some energy. I'll argue with anybody though. Learn the difference between defeat and tactical retreat. And and maybe that, I (laughs) mean, I guess like this battle is pointless. It's going to cost me more than uh, the outcome will be worth. So I'm just going to choose to let them have it. it. Just let them have it. This is a, this is one I have to work on. This is a tough one for me. It's, tough for me too i so, will argue with anyone and yeah. it's like well why don't we just get i mean I, I have good faith in you you have good faith in me let's fucking get to the bottom of things but I, a lot of times people don't have good faith in the talking points i will say that when it comes to the social medias and the facebooks and stuff i don't get involved in those conversations anymore i don't know because you're, you're not arguing with the person Often and, and you're missing all the communication so i've at least stopped that but if i have somebody's attention we're, we're in a I, I, I guess we're talking disagreements you know, I'm 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 going to voice my opinions because that's the best we can bring opinions and, and and experiences. But if they don't want to accept them, there's no way you can't pound it into their frontal lobe. Right. It's just not possible. Conversations, but I try to really, 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 really hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I've literally spent a lifetime of trying to sacrifice my own life to make other people's lives better, and and uh, that's been a fault. Talk so. people into doing the right thing, right. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I need to fix that about myself. <laughs> I fall know. on your face, then then come to me. I think a lot. It depends on the person. I think you've influenced a lot of people in a lot of great ways, including people that have been literally on a bridge 
ready to jump and you've talked them down so i mean well yeah i mean yeah, there's, there's some cool part, parts to that yeah there's some wins yeah but we're talking about the losses the, the losses are the ones you're like yeah maybe just let this one go well let yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i'm not saying jump but no no you know, <laughs> but, you know what you know <laughs> you caught me on the wrong day yeah, sir go one, ahead and just do what caught up with me a little late, the last did, the last did, jumper did, that i had though i'm like he i'm like you know you don't have to do this today and I'm not working tomorrow, so I won't be here to talk to y'all. <laughs> so just come down today. Just come down now. If you still want to do it tomorrow, Oof. you can do it tomorrow. You know what? It fucking worked. It, it, and you're still alive today, by the Fuck way. Yeah. I, you knew what you were doing. But I that did. is funny, though. It's, it's more important getting through that moment in particular yep. than is, yeah, I don't know. That's a whole other conversation. But as as far as your, your point here goes, I find what's helped me to be able to swallow those you know those self-inflicted losses a little bit better is when i get to that point where i'm like fuck i should just let this go this isn't productive i'll ask myself how how much is this person's opinion worth to me if they just decide to agree with me or like is it do i really care that much if they if they capitulate and is that worth the effort that I'm putting into this. And right. if the answer is, yeah, I really care, then I must have a good reason for trying to get through to them and maybe I'll continue. But if a lot of times the answer is like, you know what? No, like this is going to have no effect on my life. I was just trying to, Almost no one I was, I was, I was just trying way. to, you know, plant this seed in this person, but they're obviously not, not ready for that. So I guess I'll just leave it on that note. I've talked about this. I won't say the person, but there's a person that we all know that I did have those conversations with generally on the Facebooks. And it was always just argument, 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 you know, instead of answering the question, making it a new subject. But I did have those arguments with this person consistently, always thinking that he never heard. Right. But what I learned a few months down the road, he actually did. He wasn't going to admit it nationally on the Facebooks, mm-hmm. but he heard every word I said and he made some changes and, and his life is going in a much better direction now. Right. He stopped basically being a whiny little bitch and fixed his shit. Yeah. Quite frankly. That's, that's how it goes though. When, when I, when I mentioned planting seeds, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And like, you don't get to just plant a seed and see it sprout immediately and it may never. So it was, I, I guess my point is it was bitch, worth dude. the argument. I had the argument and yes, it was rough on my mental health. Cause I'm like, why does this fucking guy not, why is he doing what he's doing? Why does he not understand? He's still kind of a whiny bitch, dude. He is, <laughs> but he's getting better. All I can ask sure. for is improvement. I can't. Ex- I can't expect I ain't perfection. Judging him. I don't give a fuck. But yeah, well, I am judging him actually. He's you are a whiny bitch. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> but less whiny. But he's less whiny, and he's being much more positive, and he's and he's actually doing some things for himself instead of just walling in his own fucking self pity. Right. And and that's all I can ask somebody to do. Just try. Yeah. You don't have to fucking win. Just try. No shit. That's yeah, all I give a shit about. The, the universe uh, only asks that you do your best. That's it. That's yeah. all any of us can ask of anyone is do your best. And if you fail, goddamn, we've all done that. Yeah, to failed. expect perfection from anybody else, they would have to expect perfection from me. Well, you ain't going to fucking get it. Yeah. There's a That's, lot of uh, studies in psychology that the data shows that your chances of changing somebody's mind when you're talking about something that they have already chosen to believe in, in an argument zero. is like basically zero like you in the course of an argument even if they back down or or concede to your point the chances are 
next to nothing that you will make them change just because of your argument. But where it starts seen to those studies a few years ago would help me a lot. <laughs> where it starts to get interesting though is what you, exactly what you're talking about, Jeff. Where it's like they they weren't ready to have that change in their life at that point, but maybe a day, a week, a year later, they're they've lived more, they changed, and they remember what you what you said in that yeah. conversation and there's some self and they're like okay i'm ready for that now right or wrong yeah. there's a little self-satisfaction in knowing that i was responsible for that seed mm-hmm. you know maybe for not sure. the only one and maybe there had to be some personal factors in order for that seed to to, to sprout but i put it there and that, that makes yeah. me feel good that's, and, 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 and that's that, a worthy thing to take pride it's in. arrogant Absolutely. but i'm still proud i don't think of it. it's arrogant no, and we got Michelle, yeah, the should, poultry princess, walking should, around yeah. here. And that is awesome. She was she was agreeing with your, we have uh, to your have, point there. <laughs> for for the record, I'm not sure how many podcasts have chickens in their uh, podcast studio. This is our it's a live sound bed yeah. that we've worked into. <laughs> Once again, Skycast throwing in some sound <laughs> effects for your ear balls. She needs a little crown. Our our trialogue just became a quadrilogue. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's a dog and a wife in here as well, not in that order. Uh, I'm gonna take her upstairs. Okay. <laughs> Look at the little chicken. What would you like I, to actually, tell? Actually, I think we just mic her up and yeah. see what she's, she's got she's to say got about opinions. this. She's got her little diapers on. This. <laughs> they're pretty stylish. She's a black chicken with purple <laughs> diapers, and they're just beautiful. The poultry princess. Bye, sweet girl. Uh, What's our next point? Uh, number five, you become <laughs> more mature when you train yourself to take nothing personally. Oh, I time. think I'm getting way better at this. I don't think I was ever bad at this. I don't. I, I, my skin is thick. It's a good list, by the way. So is your head. It's a better list than last week's it list. It is. It is. Last week's wasn't bad, but this list, yeah. list is much this better. Isn't Mark, <laughs> this isn't Mark Manson. This is I'm not just talking shit about Mark either. I'm sure. And I like that guy. I was a little... I'm like, I love Marky kinda, Mark. I really Mark's like him. I really like punches. him in his books. And I'm like, oh, you guys are fucking with one of my heroes, but he probably <laughs> deserves it. <laughs> but this one, this is good. Yeah. So should I read that again? Yes, please. You become more mature when you train yourself to take nothing personally. That's huge. That's I don't. Know, I don't know how. I don't know how you train somebody to do that. You did that. Attachments, having attachments, having. I mean, you're. You, that's a big ass topic. Uh, I mean, you have to have your ego. Your ego is important. It's like what identifies you from you. It is you. Are we born with an ego, or is it developed as we grow? I really don't know the answer to that. I would imagine they're born with it. Uh, this was actually a topic I was going to bring up. It's probably both. I think, I think, I think, I think you're born with the capacity for it at the very least would no, be a fair both. thing to say. But I think when you're a child, you're, you're far more, your your id yeah. is what they call it. And then as you grow, you develop your ego. And then ideally you get past that into super ego, which is essentially what you're talking about is a psychological term for it. And yeah. it's, it's, it's some people like to call it ego death, but I don't think that's really, people, that's really people true. refer to ego as being bad, either. but I don't think that having an ego is necessarily a negative thing. I it's think not, that, I think an not. ego keeps you uh, honest with yourself. Like when you look into like Eastern, let's say Hinduism, Buddhism, there's some negative having, things about having it, an ego is, uh, like you don't get spiritual enlightenment without an ego. I mean, the ego is the part of the self yeah. that you would know that you're enlightened kind of thing. So you have to have an ego. So it's kind of a weird. I think it's, I think the the point would be to refine your ego to the point where it's not holding the reins. You know what I mean? You get, you get I guess ego isn't a negative, positive or a negative thing. Just like masculinity isn't a positive or negative thing. It's what you do with it. Right. Yeah. Well, I bring up ego because the ego is what gives you the power of attachment. Like, you know, if somebody wrongs you, your ego, you're attached to whatever it is that they made fun of or whatever it is, you know, if you can 
I think the essence of some of the like the Eightfold Path and stuff like that is to remove and to be a Jedi is to remove <laughs> attachments and not to not love things, but to let you know things not hurt you as much, not to have have such a connection personally to every outcome in the world. So it becomes kind of that's kind of a stoic point where it's like just you know take what comes at you and try and enjoy and or make sense and make the best of that kind of thing if, and sometimes there's just not an answer if Fucking something exactly. if yeah. something external uh causes you to feel personally attacked it's a primary indicator of uh you drawing your identity and self-worth from without instead of within so if you can manage to get to a point where your your self-worth and your value and your solidarity comes from places inside of you instead of shit that's around you then it's really fucking hard to offend you because you're like I'm I'm all everything I care about about me comes from me so you can insult the things that I do and I don't care because that's not me it's just something I'm engaged in mm-hmm. so like that doesn't hurt me <laughs> that's just stuff out here that you can that you can touch. You can't touch the shit inside of me. That's going to confuse most people. Like, what are you talking about? Fuck you. Yeah. This is your fault. Well, so go and go and meditate on a mountaintop. Think about what I said. <laughs> they will not. <laughs> the person I'm thinking of in my head will not be doing that. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. Number six. Um says you do not need 100 self-help books all you need is, is, an, is an action and self-discipline me who loves self-help books i mean i read them regularly mm-hmm. uh, i'd agree with that you don't you if you need a self-help book to get you how should i say this i would say that self-help books get your brain thinking but it doesn't matter what the book says. You can read a hundred books. If you don't take any action and right. create the self-discipline that they're trying to get implemented into your life, then you're just wasting your fucking time. The lessons are there. You still have to do the work. Mm-hmm. You still have to put in the effort. And guess what? Effort takes effort. It's hard. It's supposed to be. Enjoy it. Because yeah. if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Everybody would be squared away. Right. It's amazing what principle you'll take from some book and that'll drive you to, to be disciplined. You know, I, I watched a few people in my life read those kind of books and they're like, huh, most of it was crap, but I found this nugget and I changed my but life. Sometimes that's yeah. all it takes is a, is a few choice yeah. words put in. And it's kind of been my mission in life, right? Trying to put together a succession of words that resonates with somebody to to get them to go oh oh this is up to me fuck i've been waiting for someone else and thinking i'm a victim and why is the world so shit oh i'm not doing dick i need to get up and do something mm-hmm. yeah. fucking hey i got the answer how amazing hot take any self-help book that doesn't tell you it's your responsibility yeah is not a good self-help book <laughs> there, there are some good like you've given us some already and some that have been valuable we're going to read a letter from somebody that, that you recommended a book to them and it helped them a lot do you have any books like that that uh, so came across? I've spent the majority of my life uh, looking down my nose at self self help books. I've never I've never liked them because my 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 gut reaction to them ever since I was a youth was uh, that it was like that it was like uh, dipshit profiteering. 
Like it's just like, oh, I'll, look at all, all these people that are fucking up. I'll write a book that tells them how to fuck up less and they'll just keep fucking up, but they'll pay me for yeah, it, you uh, know? And I was like, and there's an element of it to that and I won't be convinced otherwise, but, sure. but like you said, a book is just a repository of somebody's thoughts put to paper, you know? So it's like hey, anybody who spends enough time thinking to write a whole book and get it published you can probably find at least one valuable thought in there that'll be useful to you. And that's been a piece of my personal growth where I'm not, I, I no longer openly, I'm just like fucking self-help books here. Yeah, that's stupid. Like Listen, just figure it out. Stop right. being dumb. You I know? think but, if you have the ability to read them and apply them into your life, not just read what the words are, but read it and, and, and digest, excuse me, I have to cough. Cough away. Oh, that dude. was good personal Sorry. growth, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Digest, digest what's said and being able to implement it into your life. That's the key. Yeah. But then implement it and then go do it. Right. Go do it. There's, but there's like books like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence, Influence People. Which, which I read at yeah, 18. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's there's three or four really valuable nuggets in there. Mm-hmm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is something valuable for people yeah. to understand money a little bit better. That was like my, that Simple Path to Wealth by Jim Collins that I recommended. That's right. definitely a financial oh. self-help book. What was Og Mandito? And I was like, wow, what are, that's actually a really great book. Yeah. Art of War is a self-help book in some sense. Yeah. You know, Meditations by uh, Mark Cerulius is certainly a self-help book, even though it's old and Marcus Aurelius is great dude. it is I fucking love Epicurus Epictetus all mm-hmm. those fucking Stoics are very I start my day off every day reading a I've never had Epictetus <laughs> you got the shot when yeah, you were a shot. kid yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank goodness, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> all right <laughs> hey back off my boy all right <laughs> Epictetus is shit bro <laughs> you can't expect honesty from people who even lie to themselves oh, think yeah. about that yeah Okay, I call bullshit on that. Don't we all lie to ourselves? Because we <laughs> are the like easiest bit. person to lie to is ourselves. Yeah. And we're How many times a day do we fucking lie to ourselves? Constantly I mean, probably. this is something that everybody has to work on every day. Yeah. We fill ourselves with so much bullshit, so much justification for not doing something or doing something, and we're lying to ourselves. It can be good and it can be bad. You know, if, if you are... I mean, I can lie to myself while I'm running and say I don't hurt and I can go an extra couple miles where I'm hurting. That's that's a good lie, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I can, you know, I don't know. I don't I can I can get away with not get away with this, you yeah. know, not or not doing this for a few days because oh, it's you know, my back hurts or hmm. some shitty ass excuse. Um yeah, I don't know that uh because like you said, everybody, everybody lies to themselves in, in some capacity, but, but do I guess less, maybe, and yeah, maybe what they're driving at is somebody who's living that lie as opposed to just telling themselves those little lies in their head once in a while. But like, you know, we've all met a person that's just like uh, it, the way that they see themselves and the way that they talk about themselves is very obviously antithetical to the way that they behave. And it's oh, like, man. yeah, that's a solid indicator that you can't trust that person. Yeah. So I guess if that's where that's coming from, then I agree. But can you read yeah. it one more time? Let's just define. Let's. You can't expect honesty from people who even lie to themselves. Yeah. Well, sure you can. <laughs> I, I, I just I, I, I just disagree with that. that but I talk me- to to be honest, and then when they show that they're not, it's like, well, oh, fuck. God, I'm the opposite. I expect everybody's lying to me, and then I'm like I pleasantly get, surprised. I only give them one shot. <laughs> one lies all the way. You saw my life. Everybody lied to me. Yeah. Right? Oh, dude. So, fuck. And I had to figure. I, policing is a science. 
my victims lie to me, my suspects lie to me, and I have to figure out what most likely happened. Right. What was most likely true. And so when you walk into the normal world, you're like, I'm sure everyone else is honest all the time. I could trust them all. Yeah, well, it's just everybody's, everybody's, no matter how much of a, a paragon you might seem to be, everybody's operating at their core in their own self-interest. So, And that's okay. And that is okay, but that also precludes them from being able to be trustworthy to me personally by default trust has to be earned you mm-hmm. know and so like i would say that would be a, a wiser thing to to put in there is that just understand that everybody should have to earn your trust and if you give it away for free you're opening yourself up to damage yep fair enough i i respect you until you teach me otherwise is the way i look at it i don't know if i trust anyone yeah so it's respect that i imagine and i give good faith when i meet a person it's like it, barring things where there's red flags you know in their sure. hair color or some <laughs> i don't know whatever but you know what i mean but until you teach me otherwise i imagine you're a good person just because why not yeah that's the way i want to look at the world i think that's fine i i don't know that i can go that far with it personally and just imagine that everybody's a good person but i do my best to avoid imagining that they're a bad person right out of the gate i just try to keep everybody neutral i'm just like oh whatever this is a thing let's see what it turns out to be people teach you who they are though pretty quick <laughs> right i think yeah it seems i think you I can live a lie in front of somebody for about six months and you know i've had this conversation i think you got about six months <laughs> and then the true colors really start coming yeah, out i think you, unless think about really all your past relationships path then <laughs> takes a, yeah. yeah think about relationships in your lives i mean six months is about that time where you're like yeah this is fucked <laughs> well <laughs> whoops i was wrong about try you. this out now no. i'm stuck yeah right all right Next, number eight number eight out of nine most people are stuck in toxic relationships because they are afraid to be alone that was a huge part of my life for sure super yeah. true yeah i'm not afraid to be alone so yeah. i don't i don't get that i'm i'm not i'm not anymore i once i was once upon a time but uh I've been cured of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I married another only child, so I'm in my perf- my personal heaven. Yeah. So. <laughs> I actually like being alone. I prefer being alone, and I've kind of always been that way, but I don't... I want to be alone by choice, not by not because I don't have any choice. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's I guess I guess your, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like I don't, I don't want to... I, I was afraid to be in a position where I could reach out and there would no, be nobody reaching back. That freak, used to freak me out. Doesn't anymore, but I don't think at this point in my life I would ever find myself in that position just because of the way that I've aligned myself with certain values and people in my life. Like, I, there's probably not a whole lot that I would conceivably do that would cause either one of you to be like, nope, fuck off, Shaden. Right, right. <laughs> You're forgiven until the end, yeah, for sure. Yeah. At least this yeah. lifetime. It's funny. I, I, I can get overwhelmed by too much stimulation from people. And have to go be alone. Yeah. And when I'm alone, guess what? I miss people. Yeah. Exactly. Jeff. Jeff so. gets overstimulated, and then he bites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I get alone, and but it's really good think time. Then I'm like, mm-hmm. well, now I miss now I miss people. Yeah. So we're very social. But it took me a long time to even figure out how to be alone. I'm not. I'm talking even out in the woods. Well, it's I good. Didn't like it's it. good to spend time alone because it gives you a chance to miss people. <laughs> I mean, if you're constantly, even if you're the most extroverted person, if you're constantly 
forcing yourself to be around people because you're like, this is what I like. You never really get a chance to miss people. So you don't, yeah. you, I can't imagine you're able to value them as much exactly. as you would be otherwise. We're, we're the best at taking things for granted. For yeah. sure. And it's the but, times of being alone where I got to be the most honest with myself and yeah. learned a lot about myself back to that self-honesty thing. We need alone time to yeah. sit under a tree and think about stuff. Okay. Real quick to linger on this a little bit. Uh, so what, what put yourself in the situation of you did drive away all your friends. You don't have a wife or any kids or anything like that. What would you do in that situation when the loneliness was like not, it wasn't by choice anymore? What do you, in this world with the way it is, what would you do to, to change that? Or, I mean, or how would you handle it? With what I know now, I would be looking at that situation and looking for common denominators. And invariably, I would arrive at the conclusion that I'm the common denominator, so right. it must be an issue with me. And so I would just lean into the suck of being alone because obviously I earned it. <laughs> and I would, uh, I would start working on addressing what it is that I need to change so that I'm not alone anymore. Right. Okay. So, but there you go. You're pushed into a corner where you are miserable in your life. You finally get to the point where I have to make change. This is not about everybody else. This is about me. And I have to make changes in my life if I want these things. What's the common denominator that makes people alone? What what leads people to a life like that? They're cunts. Involuntarily. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's it's not being able to communicate with people. Uh, it's not being able to There's dishonesty in there. with people. Maybe lie. Yeah. Well, if you're lying to people, then you deserve to be it, It's not so much blatant lies. It's pretending to be something that you're not yeah again what shaden was saying uh portraying something that really is, isn't what what is inside of you yeah. it's so hard to you know these people i know people that are like well i'm a chameleon i can i can get along in any group well i can communicate in any group but there are groups that i don't that i'm not comfortable in just because i can have a conversation it doesn't mean i i'm not gonna pretend to be part of this group right i'm, right. I'm not gonna fake it because i know i'm gonna get burned Right. Does, that, does that make sense? It would be yeah. like me pretending like I like all your sci-fi movies and sit there and cheer on the movies that I fucking see hate. see at Comic-Con? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dressed up like yeah. he was. There's going to be yeah. a point where you're going to watch me fucking explode and be like, he's a liar. He just starts punching dorks. We're going, like, you dork. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to, uh, when we get to a bazillion Patreon subscribers, which will never happen, I'm going to force Jeff to go to Soccer-Con dress up like an anime character. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, do I get a, uh, I'm a, uh, you know, I'll try anything. I'll get into the furry world. We'll, uh, your lady, it's not your lady all furries, will talk to you. bro. I know, right? What the hell? Even anime weebs don't like furries, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta separate these things. There's a big, big... I'll try, any, I'll try anything once. Well, almost anything. Hey, I'm just would, saying, we, would be we, a great we deck you out like Kratos and take you to an anime yes. convention. Oh. Is that my guy? Best time of your like? life, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he yeah. would. You'd kill yeah. it as Kratos. And then, then your lady could dress up? What would she dress up as? I don't know. What is, who's Kratos' love interest in those She's games? dead. That's Both right. of them are dead. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> she can just lay there, though. All right. Last one, right? Number nine. The most difficult mission on the earth is to focus on your dreams. The easiest task is to complain. Uh, okay, one more time. The most difficult mission on earth is to focus on your dreams. The easiest task is to complain. Mm. I'm... Okay. Mm, I'm okay. past that. I'll I mean, say okay. I've been focused for a lot of years. So, yeah. but 
And I ain't complaining about shit. The universe doesn't owe me fuck all. I don't know if those two are... Well, I guess he's I'm not tired, saying though. they're mutually exclusive, but I've been focused on my dream for the majority of my adult life. Same. And even before, but I've sure as hell bitched about it. I bitched about <laughs> plenty. I bitched less, I guess I should say. But no, I'm I'm in a good but spot. But sometimes there's value in complaining about shit. There really is. Because if, 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 you're, if you got something just gnawing on you and you're just fucking tired of it and you're bitching if you've got the right person in front of you to ask the right questions it can really help you work through what the problem is you're complaining but it, you're complaining better come to a resolution right not just bitch to bit and complain to bitch and complain well then it becomes bitch complain else, right? and then go okay what can i do to make this better you may not be able to do anything other than remove yourself but you're still making an act take it in action right yeah right. is it still complaining if you're doing it constructively <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is no, it complaining or is it working through a problem? Yeah, That's I think what I'm it would saying, be a different. Is, I don't know definition. if it's really complaining, complaining at that point because complaining to me kind of kind of denotes uh, a desire ignorance. for attention yeah. and more than a solution. You know, which is like, yeah, don't don't do that. That's that's yeah. distasteful. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if if you're not focused, it's okay on to bitch about stuff though. Like you, like I mean, I guess I agree with you on that sense, Jeff. Where it's like, yeah, sometimes. It, especially if it's something that can't be fixed immediately, you're just like, this is really fucking bothering me and I want to complain about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder, because that's in context of dreams, right? So it's, I wonder, it's like you're spending your time instead of doing the actions towards working towards your goal, you're complaining about somebody yeah. else's or you're you complaining because you don't or, complaining that that you don't have it, but you haven't put in the work yet, right? Or you maybe. didn't get to go to the school, or you weren't born in this place, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, be complaining in general is generally. A waste of your time unless you're saying like what you're talking about like that's to solve an issue or some shit but if it's about your dream like oh, i can't do this because the music industry is all fucking stupid and the wreck fucking napster and shit it's like well it's just true. write good songs. i know it is true <laughs> but just write good songs just be better at writing songs and uh, make it undeniable otherwise oh, yeah. well there's a, a lot of people that have talent so sorry do you guys find in your personal lives that it helps you to talk about your your shit like what's what's wrong oh hell yeah 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 if you well i have to verbalize a lot on of it who it's with <laughs> but yeah yeah sure i have to verbalize a lot of it and i'm one of those crazy guys that'll talk out loud to himself right because yeah, i, I never do that <laughs> <laughs> me either <laughs> it seems to help my brain better if i literally talk about it instead of listening to three thousand voices in my head mm -hmm. right because i can focus on it better um, yeah, yeah, I think it gives you a lot more direction and, and you can work, work through problems better. Yeah. I, uh, I've never been that way. I, I, there are, there are times where I value talking about things in order to get some outside perspective, but that's about where it's utility ends for me as talking about things that are bothering me almost always makes me feel worse about them. I see what you're saying. My, my whole life, because I feel like by talking about them out loud, I'm I'm like breathing life into them. I'm yeah. making them more real, especially yes. if it's like mental shit that I'm wrestling with that there really isn't an immediate remedy for. It's just like shit, like demons breathing down the back of my neck, mm -hmm. and I'm like. He's like, oh, well, just tell me what's going on, what's bothering you, and I'm like, I really would rather not. So like, speaking I, about I, it doesn't help you identify it? Well, no, because it's not, I mean, it depends on the thing, but some things there's just not a remedy for, and talking about it just reminds me that there's not a remedy for it, and then I'm like, Fuck, now I talked about it, and I spent all that time focusing on it, and it's just worse now. Well, it's a know? stoic principle, what you're saying. I yeah. mean, like, when you admit 
in your head, and I shouldn't use the word admit, but when you say, oh, that bothered me, that guy saying that shit bothered me, when you start saying it bothered me, it bothered me, it bothered me, you're admitting that it affected you, and you're allowing, you're deciding that it affected yeah, you in like a way. Giving it, giving so the, it power over me. I yeah. Guess, so the Stoic principle is that the moment that you say, that's why they say in Stoicism, you should never hear yourself complain out loud. No one should ever hear you complain because that's admitting that this stuff, I decided to allow this to affect me. I mean, obviously it's going to affect you inside and stuff, yeah. but the more, you know, it's basically but words matter and thoughts are words. What's that? But I think there's an honesty in that too. There is. There because is. Because we're all this human. Is Stoicism. I'm not right. sure I, I, ascribe to that necessarily i'm not arguing with you about it i'm just i'm just thinking about what you're saying i'm like i I get i get the point but i think the way that i operate it's like no i i have to talk about shit because i but i'm a solution guy yeah if there's a situation where i can't get a solution i get really frustrated this is one of those areas where i wouldn't ever say the way that i do it is the way that everyone should look at it and do it because it's it's different person to person the way the way that your mind works is not the way that my mind works you know and so like it's just it's just been I've I've found myself to be the minority in that area <laughs> throughout my life where people are like dude just talk about it just tell me what's going on and I'm like no like that's okay like I I really would rather not like talking about it doesn't really help me and they go oh no that's not true you'll feel a lot better if you tell me about it and I'm like no I'm I'm telling you do other people <laughs> do other people kind of end up and I don't want to say disappoint because I'm I know you're not putting that kind of weight on people and stuff but is right. it kind of that essence where it's like when you do talk about it with certain people in your life, in your history, they make it worse or they make it so you feel dumb or, or regret talking to them about it. Like yeah, you said. that's, that's definitely part of it. And I think also on their side of the equation, I think there's been times where people are sincerely offering to listen and they're, they're being empathetic towards me and then me not taking them up on it makes them feel like I didn't value that. Or maybe right. I don't trust them enough to tell them about my shit. And it's, almost never that like if somebody offers to listen and i want to get some shit off my chest i'll let it rip like i'm not shy but there's stuff that i'm just like no i don't i don't don't want to talk about it it's not you it's me isn't this kind of a isn't this kind of a common thing that happens in relationships is it's usually tagged as a woman just wants to talk about something the man wants to fix the problem and she's like no i just want to i just want to tell you about my day and complain about it just listen to me um that on the surface to me is like well if you're cut yeah as a man i'm like and my makeup no you're talking to me because we need to come to a solution about this where they where they just want to bitch but if you're bitching and you're verbalizing it to me because you're going to come up with a solution i'm okay with that yeah but if you're just bitching to bitch i don't want to hear it right (laughs) oh shit dude you need to get over that you know how i look at that i look at that as okay do you want me to help you fix this or do you just want me to listen oh, I, just, I just want you to listen I go okay great I listen I give it the attention it's due I give him a hug and then I'm like fuck yeah I'm off the hook back to doing what I was doing <laughs> <laughs> I can listen to you talk fucking hey, hey, part of the relationship yeah, right. fair and, enough and we've, but we've all done it I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying it's a woman man thing because I know that I've done it complaining about something and, and, and in my head I'm working it out and just verbalizing it right and then I'm getting input that I don't want I'm like mm-hmm. no 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 no. I don't, I don't want your input I, I'm gonna figure this out I just want you to, I just need to get it out of me right so then I can lay it out and look at it well that's why I recommend everyone picks up a piano or a guitar and just put your little feelers out into those things no okay. <laughs> I mean I that's what I did <laughs> I don't know so uh, so you're saying Shane's saying uh, bottle it in 
Yeah. Jeff saying. Push that shit deep down. Pour the repress bottle out. it. <laughs> just your skeletons. I just want your skeletons repressed. repressed. And Never I, let those out of the closet. And I'm saying try and trick yourself into thinking that when you're feeling bad, you're feeling good. <laughs> so take what advice you want with that. Quality trialogue over here. There's no advice. <laughs> but maybe look at yourself and see how you, when you're in that frustrated, complain moment, be honest with yourself. And say, are you just complaining or are you working the problem out and you're going to come up with a solution? I think the best alternative is to come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't a solution, figure out how you're going to deal with the problem then. Right. How, how that how you have that perceived problem in your life, you're going to have to live with it if you can't fix it. So you're going to have to accept it as just part of life. Yeah. And don't complain about it to Zach because he'll make fun of you. <laughs> I'll put you on my show. Just kidding. He's a big teddy bear. Uh, I mean, some some kind of thing. Sasquatch, werewolf. I don't know. He's just a big blow up sex doll. Basically. <laughs> just blow, blow me and I'll fucking show up. <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to move on to back rooms. Oh, yeah. Not bathrooms, back rooms. Yeah. And Shaden's going to teach us about... So this is a... I don't know what the fuck we're getting into. This is a modern day urban legend. I don't know when it started, but it's sometime recently. Like, I want to say in the last couple of years. Um, I just came across it maybe two months ago-ish. And I thought it was kind of nifty at the time, but I find myself thinking about it all the fucking time like oh, throughout shit. the day because i'm just like Ooh, what is this if? gonna change Ooh, us what if oh. Ooh, what you've if? got my attention yeah. what do we got so the the theory of the back rooms is that there are there are places in the world where you can kind of like glitch through reality like mm. kind of like clipping through a wall in a video game like you're not supposed to be able to go through there but your character just moved just right and was like Wah! and like okay. went through the wall and then you're in like the oh yeah you're in the empty space or whatever in between like like they didn't in mean between for me reality to be yeah. yeah yeah so the back rooms is that and it's kind of started out as this like cool found like amateur found footage shit like the one of my favorite ones i saw was this girl was sitting in a garage on like the concrete she had like a little like six inch by six inch square taped out on the garage floor and she was taking little items like tape measure batteries tennis ball and dropping it into the square instead of bouncing off the floor it was just going through the floor on this on this little square and she's like guys check this out look and then she dropped her phone while she was filming it and like tried to reach for it and she fell through the hole and all the shit she had been dropping through fell on the floor with her into the back rooms and she was stuck there and the back rooms is this endless expanse of like drab empty office space like kind of off-white yellow walls humming fluorescent lights that are just like annoying <laughs> most and like people's hell when flickering. they really think yeah. about it yeah just like that shitty thin old carpet that's like super thin and mushed down by tons of foot traffic over the years probably has coffee spilled in it and so shit. like a scene from saw basically kind of yeah. but there's nothing there and it's just like a series of rooms and as you wander around you're stuck there like your 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 timeline stops so you're stuck there forever like you don't age you can die if something kills you but there's there's not a lot in there so you're just wandering this endless maze of these rooms but then you'll come across these rooms where like perspective is weird like you'll come into a room that has a normal table and chairs but they'll be three times as tall as you are and then 
then there was like creatures that were introduced or it was like there's creatures that'll chase you through certain parts of the back rooms and there's like special rooms that you can find and people are like trying to map out like oh when i was in the back rooms i found this area and that area and people are adding like expanding the map of this you know this so, theoretical wait, back quick. rooms okay, place. so i have to do bath salts to do this <laughs> yeah. it sounds yes. like total bullshit but i want to go on the like, ride how do it I, is how, it is I, certifiably is total it ayahuasca bullshit. stuff or where am i doing no but it's cool how do we look cool into this think more? about because it's like oh yeah it's like 100 percent not true but 100% fun to think about because like I'll just like you know you've all you, we've all come across these weird little this is like poltergeist things in, in, in reality no, where like it's like that Earth seems like me, a glitch where I'm like I like this <laughs> yeah, a lot I, I know, know it's right? not true at all but I like it a lot <laughs> all of the things yeah. show me a map so of I'm that. picturing the, the, the original poltergeist where the porthole was the TV yeah okay well, yeah that's where the ball was dropping. Yeah. That that by itself, like, so there's a video of somebody doing that. Immediately, I'm like, I can make that video. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but but then she dropped the phone. With, with, like with she was filming. filming. She was filming from above while she was dropping things in. And in then a like, garage. And then, like, and it, accidentally dropped the phone, and it was falling for the hole. And she's like, no, not my phone. And reached for it reflexively, and then, whoa, into the back rooms. <laughs> Damn. So how did she get back, and did she get the video while she was in the back rooms? Haven't heard from her since. But we have the footage. But we have the footage <laughs> or do, from her phone have, that went through the porthole. Right. There's some holes in the story. <laughs> Maybe there's Wi-Fi in the back rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. There's a whole, that's what the dark web is. It's yeah. a bunch of backroom website servers. It's, it's a young urban legend, so it's still being added to. So like whenever you find holes, it's just an opportunity for somebody to be like, that's because there's this special room Fucking, where you can do this I thing. like my generation where you'd say Bloody Mary three times in a mirror and she'd appear behind you. Those were cooler. That was that was cool. This one's got a lot of potential though. Because <laughs> it it's a video game analogy that I like. It's like, oh yeah, that's for us. It's it's fun, man. If you if you want to lose an hour or two, <laughs> just, go, just go search the back room. <laughs> some hours you can never get back yeah the but back rooms I, but you'll find yourself thinking i feel like about they're it. just gonna find a lot of tell, porn. To do it and then tell Mainly. me you don't find yourself thinking about it like ooh, good thing i didn't go there would have ended up in the back rooms <laughs> <laughs> that just adds another phobia for people right like, there might be a little place where i could fall into a goddamn office space that i hate well, we have those areas <laughs> in the, on the earth they talk about the magnetic magnetic force fields and mm -hmm. the magnetic pole so like San Jose. You, you, can't, yeah, you, San... can't, you can't get a house that's actually level because the magnetic right. forces in, in the area. Yeah. I, I actually kind of buy into that shit. You ever, what's Not the, that I've ever seen there's it. There's the but mystery it spot reasonable. in California. You guys ever visit that? Uh, at San, it's not San Jose. Maybe it is San Jose, but it's the mystery spot. I wish Mrs. Scriptkeeper was in here. I could ask her about it. But basically, gravity acts kind of funny. And for some reason, and there's places all over the mm -hmm. world to do that. And I wish I knew more about them, but I remember just seeing. The demonstration, it could be the best little con job of all time or whatever, but I mean, they'd literally have a ball roll and put it up top and it, you're looking at an incline or a decline and you're like, well, that's for sure going to roll down and then it roll Rolls like up the hill. Yeah, yeah. up and weird. Yeah. And there's places that's, where you could. That's because the Freemasons <laughs> summoned Baphomet there one time. <laughs> it's because <laughs> it's the entrance to a goth in the hollow earth and Baphomet. I don't know where my uh, sister and her family went somewhere in Europe. <laughs> it was somewhere in Europe, I think. I, I don't know where it was, but there's a whole town that's designed like that, where mm. it looks like you're 
intentionally built like that so it looks like oh, you're that, warped perspective that's part of you're what going this is. it looks like you're going uphill but you're going downhill or vice versa the all these spots different like that things. has yeah. like buildings and that's shit so like, cool. but they did it on it purpose it kind of sick too, it's just math math yeah. at its finest that's really. what i think it is more than i anything. just i love that kind of shit like in, in art the the never-ending staircase yeah. and uh you know or frazzles like, my little stupid like that, noodle that famous painting noodle. where it's like staircases that are inverted and on their side and all coming back into each other it's like i love that shit so anyway i i just love that shit i like i like stuff that's like it's supposed to be right but it's wrong yeah Yeah. mind fuck stuff is fun yeah math is awesome math is it's really just math and illusion is a really cool thing (laughs) it is (laughs) (laughs) you should like math i don't know what song extra points to anybody who knows that movie reference oh what what is that's a movie reference yep he has different movie references, and you have different movie references than I do. That's what makes this show unique. That's what makes us different, and the, that's the only thing, really. <laughs> that's the only thing. It's like, Other wow, than that, carbon The copies. cartoons that I watched when I was a kid, he thinks are stupid, and he definitely thinks you was stupid. Yep, for sure. The cartoons that you watch when I like. You so guys like my cartoons, though. We do. Yeah. But I like his cartoons, too. That's the thing. You just stopped liking all yeah. of our cartoons. I just like all cartoons. Uh, really, you're the problem here, Jeff. <laughs> I probably am. I, I, I am the common denominator in this. What was your favorite cartoon growing up? I like Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Just Warner Brothers in general. So oh. vanilla, dude. Jeez. No, dude. My favorite one is, the, is the, the rooster that goes into the hen house, and he's like, Well, I'll say. And they all lay a bunch of eggs. Yeah. And I'm like, I should be a singer. <laughs> Doesn't really work necessarily work like that. Yeah. No, well, what do you mean? That's what happens when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a different effect, I guess. I don't Where's know. Michelle? <laughs> Get her we'll back ask in her. here. Well, the thing is, is, joining a metal band uh, means that you're singing to dudes. For, True. For all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So, With with some exceptions, but yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. The, and those ladies are awesome, but it's a sausage fest. Yep. Yeah. So anywho, <laughs> that's war music. Yeah. That's music to go to war. That's music for when you're marching to the back rooms. <laughs> We're <laughs> invading. Only the brave shall do. All right, back well, on the cartoons, Chicken Hawk was probably my favorite because he was a tenacious little fuck. It didn't matter how many times he failed. He just kept trying to... Oh, yeah, Chicken Hawk. No yeah, shit. he was great. He kept trying to get the rooster. When I found out what a chicken hawk was, what it really is in life, I was like, oh, that's kind of a mean thing for him. <laughs> politician that sends kids to war that never went to war himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never heard of those. Rude. Very rude. All right, it's reasonableist party time. And I swear to God, I got to show you those logos before we leave. But we have, uh, we don't know if you if these guys like them. And it's a democracy yeah, here as likely far as Likely story is, is about as much. I believe in the back rooms more than I believe in these logos at this point. <laughs> two, <laughs> two promises. Two promises. <laughs> All right, I'm showing you before you leave. But I'm holding you to it. You got to hold me to it. All right. All right. But now this one's a simple one. We'll do an easy one. Uh, it's Christmas okay, give time. Me, give me a softball, would you? Yeah, we need a softball. <laughs> uh, it's Christmas time in the city. And our government is in charge. And you know, people want we'll our government. We'll call it that. our government of dismantling government. <laughs> we got to have something. You know, we got a post office right. box somewhere. Okay, our cool AI that we made is running things. <laughs> our now are the new Federal Reserve, which is just a nice little robot. I think everybody's happy. Everything's smiling. Okay, but so now we've got Christmas and we've got our government buildings. No, we no have more to have Christmas. a few. We're getting rid of Christmas. <laughs> okay, well that's kind of going. That's speaking to the point here. So instead of just asking, because I mean. Separation of church and state, I believe, is going to be something that our reasonableist party would be interested mm-hmm. in. It makes sense. Uh, philosophically, it makes sense if you're going to share a country with people that have different beliefs to do that. But Christmas is a federal holiday, and so we've already kind of screwed the pooch on that, where we're like, separation between church and state, except for this thing, and yeah. Easter. And except, for, except for Jesus. Yeah. Right. 
I don't even, I don't know how I feel about there even being federal holidays. Like, have a holiday, like, if society, if our society just decides to have it, but, like, why is there, like, a, we demand that you right. all get the day off for this, even though anybody in retail is exempt for some reason. Right. Well, <laughs> like, or doctors and yeah, police officers. At, at some point, I mean, there's going to be a holiday every day, the way they're going now. I'm okay I didn't know there was a son's day and a daughter's way. day, or I didn't know, don't celebrate law, you know, a, a law enforcement appreciation day. Fuck off, because you're lying anyway nobody appreciates law enforcement hey, oh listen listen fire. to me zach listen here zachary right. mm-hmm. if every day is a holiday mm-hmm. no days are holidays fine no <laughs> <laughs> i just want five six day weekends is all for people yeah, i just can want to do that without every day being really a holiday <laughs> fair enough i'm just saying if I, well, i'm shooting for the stars and i'll take them out canada does a lot of things wrong but one thing that they do very right in my opinion is they have mandatory one Monday a month, no matter what you do, mandatory one Monday a month, you have to take it off. I actually like that. Yeah. I like that too. A business, small businesses can plan ahead, but not, but shit. not associated to any type of holiday. Yeah, holidays just, are their own thing. But so it's one, like a like, there's one. What do they call that when teachers have those worked? I don't know. I think they call them conferences. Oh, in service day. Yeah, it's like yeah. an in service day or something like that. Yeah, where they can just go get their shit squared away. I think yeah. they just work there. Out. The teachers go work, I think. And then the, the kids get aren't <laughs> well, there for them to but work. But they can get shit done because kids yeah. aren't around. Yeah, but they're still yeah. working. Yeah, yeah. There. But you're right. It's a day free of babysitting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's less work. It's less work. So. Yeah. Well, the reason to bring this up was just to, I want to see not the, we know what the principle is of the reasonableist party, but we have Christmas. And so the, the principle of the United States is that, you know, separation of church and state. There shouldn't mm. be any federal holidays that are of any specific religion, but there are. So here we are, and that's what we would inherit as the reasonableist party. So, I want to ask you guys: Is are these things okay in a government building that the reasonableist party is in charge of? Because you know, basically, I'm basing this off of you know people would say nativity scene. Uh, okay, nativity scene is that allowed in the the reasonableist party government buildings? Do you find that okay or no? Well, if you're representing the government and the government is, says that there's a separation between church and state. On the principle of that, I would say no. Okay. Well, we really like Christmas. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> costs yeah, a lot of goddamn have, money. Have Christmas everywhere where there's not government being done. I don't know. Like, it's it's a hard thing to think about in, even in conjecture because separation of church and state has never been a thing in the United States no. since the beginning. No. Like it was, you can't it take was, the church out of it man was, or it woman It was founded... Either. Uh, with deeply ingrained Christian values. Yeah, in it. And our, that's not to say that they're all bad right. either. Some of them I don't think belong in any any uh, regulatory body necessarily. Like It's just like, eh, okay. But if we're going to operate the on the premise, if we're going to operate on the premise of, okay, government serves a function and that function isn't to service any dogma or any one specific set of beliefs it's to try and cater as fairly as possible to anybody from any belief that Mm -hmm. isn't actively sacrificing children or some awful shit you know right then then no i would i would say i would say no on that premise i'd be like no i don't know that we need to have that in government buildings because then not only is it being like well, we're separating church and state, but we like Christmas, so Jesus is okay right. today. Right. But but not not yeah, but, Buddha. Right. So <laughs> or they're like, okay no, 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 no. This isn't about Jesus. We just like Santa Claus. That was my next question. Is Santa Claus okay? No. 
It's not Santa Claus isn't okay. okay I, say, I say Santa Claus is okay. Okay. Because Santa Claus is Jesus. I just Jesus. don't like Santa Claus. Right. But, <laughs> Fair enough. You're throwing a monkey, a monkey wrench at this. But Santa Claus was a religious figure. It's Saint Nick, and it comes from kind of a. I mean, we did it on the on the dipshit files this week. It's it's kind of an old. Okay, you're coming at me with fucking facts. Well, <laughs> it's gonna fuck my well, up, fuck my shit. Up. It's, it's no longer a religious figure, but it was at one point. So it's like once removed from Jesus, or twice, or three times removed from Jesus, kind of thing. So, but that's okay. How does Santa Claus and Jesus mix? <laughs> we got to listen to Santa Claus Crime Fighter on Scatcast uh, every Tuesday, and you'll find out the war on heaven, the war on Christmas. That is it's all the Santa. best song. <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 I'm like I'm posting this just because the song is awesome. I haven't. I don't know what it's about, but I love terrible the song. Things. It's, it's about terrible things. And and I figured I'd probably like it. So. Well, there's some there's there's a lot of uh, old paganism woven into Christ, Christmas traditions oh, as huge, well. You know, like huge. talking about Santa Claus. There's a whole lot of Odin woven in yeah. there. You know, and that's it's what like, I mean. It's a, not not to say that it's like because like all, all the shit that we know about Norse mythology is a lot more recent than a lot of people like to make it out to be. It came from the writings of one dude. Hmm. And, and that's not to say that it's not worth reading or enjoying, but it's like people get into these pointless battles of like, well, it was Odin first and then it was Santa and Jesus. And it's like, well, I don't know. Was it though? And what, does it matter? Like, <laughs> right. You know, what, what was there at the beginning of time? Nobody knows. <laughs> I only right. like holidays, religious or not, because I got paid double time. Right. <laughs> and you and most other honest people. I made lots of money on what we <laughs> called holidays and I didn't give a shit about them. So it was just like another day for me. Yeah. All right. Speaking of what, what is, when is Christmas? What, what? Sunday. Christmas is on a Sunday, so Christmas is the Eve is on a Saturday. So are we calling the twenty third or the twenty sixth the holiday then? Because it's really not. It's I mean it's not the day, right? So do we have a federal paid holiday on either before or after? It depends. On or what does it just go away this for? year? It goes away <laughs> in, this year. In Washington State, employers are not forced to give you the holidays off. Hmm. I learned that most do because they're not assholes. Right. But, <laughs> right. But I found out when I worked a job in the last several years where I didn't, I didn't have certain holidays off. I was like, everybody gets this holiday off. What do you mean? Like it's you, they get a paid holiday off and they're like, Nope, mm -mm. you can take it off, but you're not getting paid. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks guys. Well, margins, not everybody knows that they don't all run on the same margins. Yep, it's true. So, but uh, okay. So here's the the game I wanted to play. In you my thought head, this was going to be easy. In my head, I did. I thought this would be smooth. Yes or no? This is not. Remember who you're talking to. <laughs> this is a ride. I should know that it's going to be a ride, and it's going to surprise me each time. All right. So we know uh, nativity scene. No, no. Both of you guys know. Bear yeah. bar. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. No. no. Okay. Okay. Santa Claus. I, I'm down for Santa. Dude. See, okay. Lying to your kids to get them to go to bed for a little while. I, I get it. But on a government building. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Government building Santa Claus. Does that offend people because of its over-religious non-separation of church and state? I don't think it's offensive. I, I think I Santa Claus I is actually really... very anti-religion. I, I think it bastardizes the religion. Right. It's very itself. American or very Western. It, it, it does. And that's why I'm sitting at a soft no. Because okay. I just like, I find it kind of distasteful for other reasons. Uh, you know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. But that's, <laughs> that goes against the whole premise of this. And this is going to get weird now. Snowman. Snowman at the reasonable city hall sure. or sure. White House. Okay, that's, that's a winter thing. Winter time that's stuff. winter time. That's yeah. not. That's not. Mm -hmm. I don't associate frosty with uh, Christmas. Just winter time in general. 
Okay. Uh, Krampus. What? Krampus. <laughs> fuck is that i knew well, you're gonna lose jeff on that one as a demon uh it's it's a few removed from religion uh used to be pa- you know pagan and odin and all that kind of I stuff i can't give an opinion because i don't know what the fuck it is it comes and puts children in bags uh if they've been naughty it used to be like the yin and yang of santa before yeah. it's like the chupacabra instead of kind delivering of. toys and coal it delivers toys and then steals, steals children, children that misbehaved yeah. <laughs> another <laughs> philosophy to scare the shit out of children yep. i kind of like it <laughs> okay but, what i mean federal I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so probably that would be another no for me. Uh, shirtless, bloody Jesus nailed to a tree. No. Okay. No. All right. None, none of that. Uh, big tittied Krampus. <laughs> no. Want to see it, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Again, just for the entertainment. Don't know value. what a Krampus looks like, but now I want to know, and kind of a, I want to see if the tits look good. They wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's do these quick. Uh, reindeer, yes or no? Yeah, nah, I mean, if I, for the sake of consistency, I said no to Santa, so I guess reindeers are out too. <laughs> I just want to know if I can shoot him. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> fuck me! All right, snowflakes. Sure. Yeah. Happy winter. winter time stuff. Okay. That's fine. Candy canes. You good? I like <laughs> Gross, but I'll allow it. I like the fruit. We'll allow it. We finally got one from him. The fruity ones are the best. Cherry flavored. <laughs> fucking cherry. Give me the berry. Of all the flavors, you pick cherry. That's the only ones I've ever... Oh, jeez. Of all the ones that I pick, I'm trying to have empathy and, and just come camaraderie, which is fucking... He's guy. not on your team, bro. He's not. Uh, Merry Christmas signs. Signage on the building that says Merry Christmas. Fuck. Civilians. You would have to include all the other 33 holidays that run in like two months or whatever that is. Happy Merry Chris Quanzica. I think right. Mary I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna land on no again. I'm gonna say okay. No. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say consistency. Bible reading. Nah. Uh, elves. Nah. No elves. <laughs> elves. Shame. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> anti. No, I'm not anti elf. Okay. No. <laughs> Jeff's getting the premise here. I already. I prefaced this with I don't like Christmas. What did you expect? Mistletoe. This one's. What do you think about mistletoe being I, appropriate I, workplace conduct? There you go. I, I felt that was going to happen. Yeah. Jeff's all about it. Like, I'm like, okay. you know, yeah. That's that. It gives you an opportunity to violate policy at that moment. At that moment, you've got an out. It's like everybody that knows that the right, mistletoe's well, there. I'll see you there, buddy. You, you didn't accidentally stand <laughs> will, under the mistletoe. I will gag you with a tongue, buddy. <laughs> All right. Ugly sweaters. I love them. Okay. Sure. Ugly sweaters with Jesus on them. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly sweaters with Santa on Depends them. Depends on no. what, what the depiction of Jesus is. Ugly sweaters with Sovereign and the Nonprofits on it. Absolutely. There we go. All right. All right. Uh, what did you say the premise of it is? It depends on if it's titties out or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We it should sh- make that. We should have ugly sovereign Christmas sweaters. Fuck yeah. Next year. That's a good idea. We can't get it on this year. <laughs> uh, let's see. Stockings. They're socks. Yeah. Yeah. So fine. But I'm they're, you know, they're part of the tradition. Uh, Secret Santa. Is Secret Santa okay in the government building for the Reasonables Party? Can we have that Somebody, event? Somebody, you know, I, you know what? <sighs> Hot take. Secret Santa is a problem. <laughs> Somebody always gets butt hurt. They do. That's true. <laughs> and it affects workplace morale. <laughs> it does kind of go against what the idea of it is. I like the idea of it. I like I've, white elephant I've personally stuff. enjoyed, I've enjoyed Secret Santa stuff, but... I've not enjoyed watching at least one other person react to their secret Santa. I like the fun of the game, and I don't think... This feels more like stalker shit. I like the fun of the game, and I don't think that it directly represents Jesus. It's just... there's There's more to Christmas than Jesus, in my opinion, where it is a time for... Uh, 
just recognizing people trying to be kind. So I think that if that promotes, if a if that would promote kindness, then yeah. I'd, be, I'd be for that. So you're for Secret Santa in the workplace under the Reasonableist Party. Yeah, I'm more in for I'm more for White Elephant, but yeah, Secret Santa works. <laughs> okay, what about Secret Jesus? <laughs> what? what is that? <laughs> just, just giving people little Bible quotes and trying to convert them no. secretly. No, no, okay, that's not no, okay. All right. I'm just trying to figure out <laughs> Die Hard movie night. I'm down. You okay with that for Christmas? Yeah, and the I probably won't go. Super unemployed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a joiner, this guy. Uh, just kidding. I can watch Die Hard. Ask me about Jesus uh, or keep the Christ in Christmas T-shirt in the Reasonless Party building from an employee. No, because that's like that's like the same as like if you're if you're there to do a job and you go into it knowing that we're separating like like this is a system and you're servicing the system and that's what you're here to do. So like you know activism and proselytizing don't need it here you're free to do it wherever but as long as you're employed and doing this thing it'd be the same as you showing up being like free the teat you know like i believe <laughs> yeah. boobs should be out it's just like it we is. already decided they're not and, and especially not like here religion. and you can talk about it off when you're off work like don't I mean, do this, that <laughs> uh, this falls into just like the kneeling in football that's fine. Have your opinion. The football field was not the place for it. It's, a pro, it's just like Best Buy. It's just like Same doing a Best Buy. But there is a big audience, and that's like taking advantage of a big right. audience. There's an argument there. But you know, you're exactly in, in my in my profession, I didn't get to speak about politics at all. Right. You know. Well, I've heard people the, would ask my opinion, and I'm like, well, you don't want it. Yeah, and me, I can't say it because I'll get fucking. I've heard the argument with the, the kneeling, the Colin Kaepernick thing. Um, heard the argument that it's like well he it, he had this large platform and he worked for it and so he decided to use it that way because that was his way of reaching that many people at once and i was like you know what okay fine but on the other side of that coin like yeah that was his choice he had the, he he was he was free to do that mm -hmm. but he is also his employer is also free to enact consequences for that right. because he's technically there to do a job. Yeah. I honestly I shouldn't think be that surprised about. No one should be surprised. It's about like yeah, he's free to do that, but like then to turn around and be victimized because there were consequences. It's like, but you chose to do that. Like you, you must have thought maybe it might go poorly, and you chose to do it. <sighs> that anyway, whole thing was right? that whole thing was cringy <laughs> to me anyway because I don't think it was genuine from him. I think it was a uh, his agents like yeah your career's in the fucking tank you need to do Ooh. something to make yourself relevant that's it, that's my opinion shots fired from jeff it's honest <laughs> fair enough yeah I, I, I might not be right but you know, that's my opinion the sad enough. thing is it, it could well be true i mean there's no there's yeah. no evidence of that but and it worked it, it, so it was a smart move for him yeah, good, worked, good yeah. on him he he won yeah so okay i'll give it to you i just don't think it was genuine yeah fair. given the state of the world if if there were to be proof of that to come out tomorrow i'd go yeah <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to exactly. pretend to be surprised. So no, <laughs> anything's genuine, possible. Everything seems contrived when it gets millions of eyeballs on it and stuff. Yeah, I agree. Very few. I mean, we have viral videos and things that are natural and organic, but most of the stuff feels very wag the dog in our world right now. Yeah. I we were talking before the show. It's like I consistently am just taking that tinfoil hat right off the shelf where it's yeah. like, well, okay. Uh, kind of keeping it in my back pocket at this fuck? point. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> for reptiles and aliens and shit. It's like, but there's a lot of little things going on in our world where it's like this, the coincidences around this would be just ridiculous for me to believe this is, mm -hmm. you know, all just accidental. 
you know, for some of the stuff, the way it's going down, it's well, like, the thing, uh, the thing about it say. is I heard somebody say this recently and I was like, yes, that's what I've been trying to say less eloquently than that. But they said, if all the accidents in recent memory lean one direction and not one of them lean the other direction, yeah. how can they possibly all be accidents? That's and I was like, I've heard that before too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, if, if it was, if it wasn't a conspiracy a conspiracy towards certain things or whatever, and conspiracy being a kind of a big word, yeah, eventually these accidental things would benefit the people. But you look at it over and over again, and what's happening? It's like the middle class of the United States consistently loses its value, its purchasing power, its home, like all of these things that are kind of going against it. Uh, never once kind of going back rich like, oh, we'll like, fix oops, it, don't we worry. accidentally made ourselves more rich again. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the one that I... How does it always happen? Even even, <laughs> liber- even libertarians and anarcho-capitalists are like, okay, the divide between the rich and the poor, that's that's too far in this country. Even though the, the, the poor in this country are richer than almost any human in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. We have to keep that in perspective because that is what the United States and the Western world is doing is it's like, we're suffering. I've been very poor, and I suffered with. We're suffering at a very high level, and a fucking. I had yeah. Mm. It's I can go to a grocery store and have food from around the world for a couple bucks. You know, I can still get enough calories to eat. That's not a kind of like poor. I'm living on the street, but I have a phone and a Netflix yeah, account. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and some change in my pocket. Yeah, exactly. And you know, a free place to sleep if I wish. Mm-hmm. But the, when people are looking at it, like I, I do have all those things. But I cannot. I'll never own a house by doing the math. I'll never be able. To, yeah. So many people are looking sure. at it like that. But then, you, and then you look at the top where you're like, well, Amazon is worth this many billions, and this one guy has a percentage of that because he founded it or whatever. And that's more. That's just such a ridiculous amount of money. And you know, and like, when it becomes a certain level of of in equality in, in income, no matter what economic policy you're looking at especially communism because <laughs> they really don't like that but even free market people are like that's just something's going on something weird's there and it's usually like is there some corruption going on in the government is there some winning and losing being chosen by politicians and business people in high positions and my answer put my tinfoil hat on is like that's what the lobby fucking does that's the whole point of it is right. to pick winners and losers using the government and then the biggest companies that don't want competition like that's what the government does is it murders competition. It raises the bar so high. So good luck owning, starting your own insurance company. Good luck starting, a, I mean, doctors are probably have a hard time starting their own, their own doctor practices. Let's start our own bank, boys. <laughs> you want to get killed? Well, now we, and, and Shaden's lifespan has decreased by 50%. <laughs> Let's bring back the greenbacks, boys. Got to die of something. Right. Might as well be political assassination. <laughs> so, all right, back to Jesus Cristo. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. So, uh, uh, so what you're saying, Zach, is uh, no opinions on T-shirts in the government building? Is that what you're talking? About? I, I guess I'm asking you guys. And my last one was, uh, can you pray to Mecca five times a day in the government building? That's a curveball. I say no too. Okay. No, yeah. Personally, all right. Yeah. No. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you can go outside and do it, kind of thing, or whatever. Well. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're making a spectacle of it, then A, I think you're not doing it for the right reasons, and B, that's when it becomes a problem. If you are doing it on your own time and you've found a private place to do this thing that means a lot to you, I don't care. But I think the spectacle of it is important, though, because it's meant to to be like, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing kind of thing. So that's, yeah, because that's why they do it publicly, I believe. But 
I don't know enough about Islam ever to speak, but I have studied a lot, but there's so much and it's, you know. Well, and that's the it's thing just, is there it's is just a time and place thing. I mean, if you exactly. want to make a spectacle of it, go on your lunch break and go out in the town square and do it. That's yeah. fine. But it is a secular government thing. So it's, uh, you're right, I right. think. But I don't agree with Christian prayer time at work either. Right. It's not the place for it. I mean. It's exactly the same. But of course yeah. there's the, you know, well, I guess you can pray in your head. It doesn't require mats and, and it's when it face becomes in certain spectacle. ways in certain times. Right. right. Um, but yeah, 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 I guess you're right. When it's a spectacle. If right. you can and figure out a way to do it where you can still be effective at work, it's not affecting your performance, mm -hmm. then I guess it's okay. But it's like, I don't know. I would never hire a smoker for any business that I have. Right. Because because of laws that you can't smoke inside or anything. Smokers waste a lot of goddamn time. At least eight minutes an hour. <laughs> well, everybody gets a 10-minute break, bro. <laughs> not every hour. Not Well... The smokers can't take their just because you smoke doesn't mean you get extra breaks, does it? <laughs> well, they'll try and get them. Well, I, that's what I would do. It's amazing sure. how much a smoker has to shit. Yeah, <laughs> I've had several. I've had the, several smokers. I know, but they go outside, me. you know, because shit know, outside it's take longer no. than two minutes. They need to go have a smoke. So, well, I gotta go. How dare you? You can't. You know, a lot of jobs you don't work the whole time. You know, in, in retail business, sometimes there's not customers in there, and sometimes you've you've damn near dusted everything yeah. in the building you're trying to protect smokers <laughs> i am smoker it's not going to work because people it, work hard I, you know as a capitalist i want people to work less man. hard I, when, in this I, country. when i had to run a shuttle crew i had a, a bunch of retired people semi-retired people working for me and it was a logistics job and so it really mattered that things happen when i said they happened because they were connected to 10 other things that had to happen in a certain order and consistently the dudes that were smoking were showing up late yeah. fucking up the plan Ooh. making me having to reorganize everything Shots and i'm like fired. what took you so long and they were like oh i just ran into traffic i'm like no you fucking did not you did not want to put that smoke so it depends on the job it would be my i i land between the two of you it depends on the job if it's a job that's not super demanding and you can get away with some extra breaks without it affecting the business i don't care Fair. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want switch a to chewing. To it you. doesn't affect your work. You still get nicotine. You'd be good yeah, to go. But you're How about toothpicks? Toothpicks, <laughs> indeed. Toothpicks. Yeah, throw them down if yeah. they ever come back. If they can be legal again. If I was the reasonableness party, I, I have would an, have it legal right I have now. I have an aunt in England, so she can buy them from America and ship them to me. Oh fuck yeah! I'm gonna try some other picks that aren't illegal right now and try that. But that, that's great. Can I? I'm actually I'm gonna run it through you. Honestly, my dad came up with this idea yesterday. I just stole it, but hey, let's see if it works. Make an order. If you go to prison, uh, then I won't do it. But if you don't, why would I go to? <laughs> I don't know because the government's stupid, man. The they might decide they want to know about six hundred dollars between How? transactions of, with normal people, and I think there's maybe five ten trillion dollars just missing from the fucking naval budget from a few years ago, ten years ago, or some shit. It's like four trillion in my six hundred dollars. Give me that's great priorities government thank you anyway sorry liberal libertarian talking points for y'all <laughs> so uh, here's here's my final stance on everything that you just asked on all of those all those uh points about what should be allowed and shouldn't be allowed yes. in the government you don't building. like christmas we get it bah, in, fuck in it. in my heart i don't give a shit you don't have a heart you're anti-christmas that's, that's, that's true in the crater that where my heart used to be or there's little tendrils of smoke still leaking out occasionally i don't really care <laughs> Like uh, uh, me as a person, I'm just like if I'm not running the government, I'm just looking at it. I'm like I don't care. Yeah, De I don't decorate care. it how you want. You Seriously, know? but but if I was put into a position where I had to set policy for the building and I was trying to make it fair and equitable, then my answers would be where I landed about, on it. How about this? One last thing. So now we got the federal government we're talking about. 
now let's say reasonable parties doing stuff in little local governments and then we've all re- we've all reached our bounds at that point yeah so <laughs> we're not go. doing that well but they but they run as far as they'll run as a reasonable party person for their local government stuff so let's say that they're running it as a as a reasonable smaller forms of government right but let's say they live in a very Christian city. The entire city is Christian. There's 12 churches, but there's only 3,000 people who live in the You know what I mean? So, Well, by nature it, of the thing, if if it's smaller forms of government and the bigger form of government isn't going to say, hey, you have to do it our way, then, then it's okay. to that community, yeah. right? Right. Okay. So that's a reasonable a, a, vo- a voted on thing, correct? Could it be voted on? It could be. Could be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Though. I think everything can essentially be voted well, on. Well, the government itself is supposed to represent the community that it serves right correct That's the idea correct. so if if the, the government is representing a christian community or a muslim community or, or, or islam, any other sorry, community islam absolutely community, yeah then it should be uh then there should be those symbols on the in the government building if they want to for their holidays i guess from that perspective i would agree with that too but then i guess the, but somebody's always going to be butter yeah somebody's going to come way. to town that's like holy yeah. shit christmas in hey, jesusville just What's like, going on? I just don't like as, as a parent you know you're trying to do nice things for your kids and they, you know give them a a video game and they start fighting over it. What do you do? You're just like, fuck you. I'm taking it back. You don't get it. You can't handle it. You can't handle the fun. You can't handle the enjoyment. So nobody gets to enjoy it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of parenting to to the community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it is, uh, every time I look We're at- screwed. <laughs> every time I look at this kind of model, I do kind of get this knee jerk, like that's pie in the sky reaction in my gut, you know, because it's just like, it sounds great to have these- pockets of communities that all have decided you know we want to do things this way and this is how we do it here and like oh well i don't know i want to go to this community because they do things more the way i like it and yeah everybody's everybody's good it's gonna somebody's gonna become nineveh at some point to to make a bible parable out of it but it's just like there's going to be two communities that are too close to each other that are too diametrically opposed to one another and shit's going to go down here's the reality yeah (laughs) As much as in this country we talk about anti-segregation, we as animals like our segregation because yeah. we want to be around like people. And if people tribal. aren't like us, oh, man. then we don't want to be around them. Yeah, And, and it, it can be any facet of life. That's right. really at the, at the core of what we are as animals. I think that there's a lot of truth to that. We can teach ourselves differently. But I think that with, with inside of us, that's really what it is. Yeah. But I think that's, isn't that kind of the core tenant of having a society? Yeah, is, it's is breaking taking, away from is, that is, tribalism is taking, the best we can. taking people that naturally desire segregation for whatever tribal reason is ingrained in them and devising a way that best suits the largest number of people so that they can be together without having to just it's exist It's a good separately. idea. And I don't still think keeping the tribe together, I think, is the thing. It's like you can have your tribe that you're part of. That's just instinctual human stuff that if we kill how do you break that you know yeah I mean, it's very difficult to do that you won't ever i don't but think. to be able to cooperate because uh, i mean think about all the things that separate us like languages separate us uh obviously skin color and race and, and culture and religion and religion yeah. and these things and it's like that's not going to stop like if you can't speak the same language as someone that's your neighbor you're not going to talk to that neighbor very much it's just not yeah. going to happen you can still have a relationship that on some level but i'm not sure where where my brain is going with that but the, the problem the problem always ends up being is there there are just certain deeply held beliefs by different groups that are just they they're oil and water they yeah, cannot they coexist. have deal breakers and here's the thing cannot yeah. coexist. the biggest yeah. thing that we have to acknowledge is that it it's not wrong for groups to think a certain way it's just not right I may not agree with it, 
but it's okay they're going to want to survive like the the number one priority for this here tribe should be to their survival and the, and the reproduction of that tribe for the future like that, that's makes sense and being mad at them for that yeah. but, but pre- pretending people, that that's know, but going over certain lines it's like yeah, society like it still comes depends because i can guarantee that the the, <gasps> the ccp wants to survive yeah but I don't believe that it should. <laughs> well, <laughs> not in not in its current form. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because well, I mean, if 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 the if the tenants of your tribe are you know, let's weld people into their houses and not yeah. rescue them when they catch fire, you know, and let's hunt them down for you know making the wrong post on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, your your tribe is crossing lines that just that the humanitarian in me finds unacceptable. And so. that's I guess what society is. It's like you can be you as long as you don't do this here or i mean i don't know i guess really anywhere on the earth we're right. like don't do these things on the earth yeah, and then it becomes <laughs> a weird matter of jurisdiction right because yeah. it's just like that's hey, divorcing hey, shit. like that's that's their playpen so like what does it what does it matter to me but then i've had friends that have emigrated from china and and i came to really care about them and i'm like holy shit like now now i feel like i have a vested interest like you had to live through that yeah nobody should have to live through that exactly you know it's like or in this country the flds what do you do there or it's the the, yeah. the fundamental uh mormon where they've i mean there was some real fucked up shit but oh, yeah. it was private property and everybody there continues was somewhat, to be some fucked up shit yeah. in that arena when it has to do with kids yeah. you know all that shit and non-consent and all that kind of stuff it's like well that's where society no, our country says tries to fucking up mm-hmm. our country tries to protect our children other countries don't that's true that's so. true but they should know better in this one because all <laughs> the flds is surrounded by thousands and th- millions of square miles of everyone else is like no you do you, you <laughs> do not do what you're doing yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah fair enough weird ass planet we live on that's, that's enough reasonable it's a tough party. ball of yarn let me tell you it is <laughs> a little blue dot in space we got further from solving it today good job boys i think we yeah we definitely <laughs> distance ourselves there uh advice i give myself this one's kind of a combined effort but jeff brought this one to us and this one is basically comes down to all life is a gamble sweet god what do you got good over there Lord. squeaky squeaky but oh, life is a gamble it is you know we always talk about every decision is a gamble yeah we life. talk about making good decisions make good decisions make good decisions well the reality is it doesn't matter what decision we make we try to weigh out options and make the best decision that we can generally right Right. but we don't know the outcome of that decision that we make maybe ever but most of the time yeah a good decision for me might affect somebody else negatively so is it a good decision or is a bad decision it's a good decision for me decisions are outcome based and then we can tag it with a good decision or a bad decision. If you go to start a business, seems like a good decision. If it fails, ah, oh, you made a really bad decision. Exactly. But did you know you just made a decision and there's going to be a reward or a consequence at the end of that? Right. Leaving your house today is a gamble on some level. Right. And everything and again, is a gamble. I might make a decision in my life. Yeah, it's good for me. It's going to affect you negatively because you're no longer going to benefit from ABC, whatever. But I'm going to mm-hmm. because I have to look out for myself. And it might only be good in some aspects. It might also be bad. You know, in the long run, maybe it was a bad decision, but in the short term, it maybe was super fun. You right. Know, I've happens. made a lot of bad decisions that taught me a lot of really good lessons. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but I didn't know if it was a good decision or a bad decision until there was an outcome. So the best that you can do is weigh your options and pick a direction. And it might turn out good. It might turn out bad. But go with it. 
and, and learn from whatever it is and, and go with it and understand that until it proves itself to be untenable. Right. Yeah. I think I want to highlight what you said when you said weigh your options and then pick a direction and go for it. It's, I don't think you should be in the business of just blindly making decisions for the sake of not being indecisive. Like you should always, uh, you can look at a decision and go, Hmm, I wonder what the consequences of this could be. You won't know for sure, but there are some, there are definitely times where you can go, mm, if I do this, then this, this, this could happen. This, this, this good could happen. Risk reward analysis. Maybe I won't do it. Maybe I will do it. You Reasonable know? expectations. Like, yeah. Like you, I don't, I don't think you should go and do it blind, but you can't get stuck in that point to where it paralyzes you and you don't make decisions. Right. I mean, you know? paralysis by I analysis. At, kind I, of thing. I look at my profession. I had to make split second decisions all the time to mm-hmm. the point I'll, I'll bring up my shooting. Good decision for me. I lived. Right. Not a good decision for him. Yeah. He didn't. Ultimately, but I still, there was a lot to go through. At, at that time, there could still be a lot of negative effect for me. As yeah, it turned yeah, out, I, I was okay through it. Right. But other people could look at my decision and really tear me apart and ultimately put me in prison for it. I don't know how they could have, though, because it was so obvious. No, no, it was, an, it was an obvious. Murder all of you guys. Yeah, that was yeah, an obvious yeah. deal. But a lot of these things that are coming up now, it's like, to me, I'm like, well, that's pretty obvious. But society's like, well, no, it's not because of this. You know, oh, well, right. they don't know. There will be times where you have to make decisions like that, where you're given next to no opportunity to weigh the pros and cons you just have to go for it and i think the only way that i've come up with to be able to handle those um better in the moment is to spend time before you ever get into situations like that playing hypothetical games with yourself and like okay if i found myself in this situation how would i handle it and then what would happen as a result and then how would i handle that i do that shit all the time well, that's why I walk into a room and I figure out how to kill everybody in the room. <laughs> well. Can't wait for the first uh, jar live. Come visit us. Uh, Jeff will have your way to die described to you in a little little piece of paper under your chair. Well, but I mean, I, I get what you're saying, and I think it's prudent. You know, I mean, like good, good, bad, or indifferent. If you can look at things, and you can do it, you can do it retroactively too. I've I've been in the situation where I didn't handle it the way that I wished I would have handled it, and instead of going fuck, I should have done better. I'll go okay. So how could I do that better if I ever encounter something like that again? And how will I recognize that that's what's happening in the moment? And that's not to say that if you do that enough, then every snap decision you make will be good because it won't, you will, you will fuck up and you will have consequences to deal with. And that's just the way it is. But I think you'd be better prepared. How many times in your life? Like, well, at the time it seemed like a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed reasonable. When I did it, it seemed reasonable. Hindsight with the, with the conclusion, uh, okay, I fucked up. When yeah. I hit my late twenties, is when I realized that the brain had prefrontal lobes and that adrenal glands would always be like overpowering them until about thirty. And it was like, so all the decisions before thirty seemed like, why did I do that? <laughs> why, why did I put people through that or myself through that? I don't know. And, and this is personal. why, when you live your life, understand you're going to the, you're going to be a villain in somebody's story. You're going to be all right. It's okay. That's hard for a lot of people. You made some decisions that maybe benefited you and it didn't benefit them. It's still okay. It it is okay. But it is hard for people to reconcile that because there's so many people I've met in my life, myself included, where it's like, I just don't want to, I don't want to disappoint people that care about me and I don't want to hurt people that I know or don't know. And I don't want to be the bad guy to anybody. 
if I can help it. You I know? think it's if like, you're not I, the bad guy in somebody's story, you're not living your life exactly. right. Exactly. I yep. agree with that. hundred percent. Like if you're not making enemies, you're not t- saying anything of value. You're not being you know? honest. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but it's still a, a fight because as a kid, you're like, you got to get along. You got to, you want to be the kid that gets the, all of the Valentines and you want to give all the Valentines. You don't want to skip the kid that everybody skips. And you know, you want to be that kind of person. And <laughs> The world's like, if you're that way, you can you can do that, but you're going to suffer here. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of hard days. <laughs> Why are people getting along? Uh, you're not paying attention to the advertising. It's not about that here. <laughs> We're about fucking shit up, so you better get fucking shit up. <laughs> I see that all the time when I'm flipping through the political stuff where it's like, why won't people just hug? And it's like, because we're not... We're not designed like, to do I don't that. know. Your friend group is sounds lovely. We, we came but up my with friend the- group... We're pretty good too, but we we don't always hug. <laughs> we we came up with society. Society is just an idea. We're really just animals. Mm-hmm. Like we got too many of us, we got to figure it out. Eh, we're doing our best. We are it's not working best. out very well. <laughs> it's not the <laughs> our best. Maybe it's not the best. Uh, it does seem circling circling the drainish. Yeah, as of now, some 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 are doing their best. Yes, <laughs> yeah, fair. Some of them are doing their best to be total cunts. Yep. To the rest I can of try us. my best and still piss a lot of people off. I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> there was a time in my life where I wasn't. I, you know, super comfortable with that. Dan working with for Dan and doing the secret suck is kind of what got me over. Where it's like, fuck, I'm going to say things and people are going to be. I mean, I did radio, but I didn't know that people didn't like what I had to say. I was so young and naive. I, I got a phone call from somebody, you know, live on the air, and they're like, "You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> the shit you're saying is so fucking, cr-. you know." And I learned the word credulous from these people, and I'm like, "Oh." Really? I'm credulous. I was, I was doing a th- I don't, I'd, I'd love to tell you that I'm not, but I don't know what that is. You know, all these things. And, uh, blah, blah, blah. That's good. Yeah. Good little humbling experience. It is. You. It's valuable. <laughs> we, we learn through pain, don't we? Yeah. I think, uh, I think when you're making decisions and you make a decision that makes you a villain in somebody else's story, as long as your reasons for doing what you're doing are honorable, then, yeah. then, I think it's perfectly okay to become the villain in somebody else's story. It'll never be a comfortable thing for you to do. It's always going to kind of suck on some level. It's going to be like, look, I didn't want to have to be the bad guy in your world, but if I have to be the bad guy in your world to get where I'm trying to get to or do this thing that I feel that I need to do for these reasons, then I guess I'll live with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, but then you got to live with it. So, but the <laughs> more comfortable you yeah. get with that, I think the better human being yeah, become. I think it so is too. weird when you start to get dozens of emails where you're like, oh shit. And then, <laughs> and then hundreds, you know, blah, blah, blah. And well, they're not always agreeing with you kind of thing. I think the more, and I mean, you I'm should happy, always I'm examine yourself. Like maybe uh, the reasons weren't so honorable if you're if <laughs> getting angry mobs with pitchforks outside your house. But, but <laughs> barring that. It's I only think, happened like three times. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the first one. <laughs> That's how you're back. It was a lovely day. It was love at first sight, let me tell you. <laughs> Torchlight really struck a strong profile Uh. (laughs) (laughs) but i think uh barring that the more uh the more times you go through that and you do learn to just accept it as as part of reality um you become a better person because you understand the the gravity of of becoming a villain in somebody else's story it's like yeah i'll never take that lightly because i know i know what it entails because i've done it but I also know when it is and isn't necessary and when I'm willing to do that. So it's, it's worth doing because you gain a lot of perspective and it makes yes. you, it makes you a little more cautious about doing it in the future. I think too. 
I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, every time you make, well, back to the gamble thing. Every time you make a gamble, you get some sort of information back. Useful. Always useful. Unless it's the digital slots at the casino. There's no useful information no. there. Well, the useful information is the first time where you're like, oh, fuck, it just wants my money. And yeah. it's set up to, to beat me. If you, ca- yeah, if you catch know. on to the fact that it's just taking your money, you've won. You've won. Yeah, you learned your lesson and you no longer have to keep participating this in that. shit is rigged. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's why this building is so beautiful, huh? That's why they're bringing in these bands you like for cheap. Come on. All right. We are moving on to fuck this. Or uh, actually, this this is going to be yes this I think. A yay uh, this is this our first this. yay this? I think. I mean, so. talked about doing a yay this, but I don't remember one that we've actually done. I don't think we have done a yay this. <laughs> We're very all, simple. I don't think we've all three agreed on a yay. Okay, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for probably sure. more. This accurate. one I think we will. And this Jeff, this is the teeds. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this one's pretty simple, but yay, yay this to the. Uh, this was just a funny little thing that I heard. The person I heard it from seems to be a reputable human being, and it made me laugh probably more than it should have. <laughs> but I was there's a family with the last name of Teed, T E E D. Okay. And they must not like children very much, <laughs> but they had two of them. <laughs> and they named their sons Warren and Garen. <laughs> that's warranted a, and guaranteed yeah, that's a commitment to a joke that I lasts think, a whole uh, lifetime that's I good. think one's future seems significantly brighter by default than the other well a friend of mine his last name is Wang he named his first son after both parents after both grandfathers Maximus Harry so his name is Max Harry Wang <laughs> Wow. He is a funny dude. He had a daughter. <laughs> hey, you Her name have is to a, develop a sense of humor with a name like that or else you're done for. Yeah. He had a daughter. Yeah. Her name is him. Anita. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, I love him. He's he's a very funny man. He wants his children to be tough. They will indeed <laughs> yeah. be tough. I, it's like uh, playground tough. I handle, as you two know, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the show, but I handle uh, videotape depositions for court cases for my day job. And... Uh, I see some really funny names roll through of witnesses and uh this one this last week i think will stick with me probably forever because i made fun of it in my head for about three hours after i read it but his, this guy's name is peter feely <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh come on baby let me give you the old peter feely <laughs> i worked That's with five dollars extra for this peter feely i worked with a richard drips i liked that one and then drips. <laughs> one of my buddies is in the, uh richard johnson oh that's He's just perfect dick dick known as dick dick yeah, yeah. Dick, dick, dick squared is what it started out <laughs> that's good dick dick that's good stuff <laughs> dick dick old dick dick he loves it let me tell you <laughs> well you are what you eat dick uh oof <laughs> one more f- since we did a that's a very good yay this thing uh, the teeds congratulations if you have uh the last name teeds you should think about warren and <laughs> yeah if, any, if anything ever goes wrong with warren you can just return him so. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and for guaranteed i wonder if you'd want to throw a middle name like f Warren, fucking, could you name your kid fucking? Gary Warren, fucking, fucking, fucking T. Fucking T. <laughs> I mean, it's With the only PH. time I've ever Yes. I mean, yeah. classic, classy, so you could yeah. get it. If anybody so. sees me on I use the PH all the time. Yeah. It was really for my, for, my, for my unfuck yourself stuff. Right. I thought PH was uh, cute. It so. is more classy. 
Uh, but there's a fuck this thing. Uh, World Economic Forum. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> things, enough said, enough said. Yeah, things I learned. This one's going to be interesting, and this is the last thing of the day until we read. I think we're going to read a note or two. It's got to be Shaden. He's the only one learning things today. Well, he's learning got two shit. things. I'm learning shit. This one is going to be... Uh, oh, man. We got two, for sure. Dunning-Kruger is the one that we're going to talk about yeah. first. So the Dunning, the Dunning-Kruger But then we're going to talk about the lady that got stabbed. And oh, I forgot yeah, yeah, about yeah. that. And yeah. then we'll got, save that for last. Okay, that's, yeah. a good, that's a good ender. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Dunning-Kruger effect is, I was digging into it, and it's something that, like, I've, I've known these principles, but I didn't realize there was, like, a name for it and, like, a whole school of psychology behind it and studies that have been done, so it was kind of cool to actually dig into the data of it. But um, uh, the quote that kind of sent me down this rabbit hole was by Bertrand Russell, and uh, he said once the whole problem with the world is that fools and fanatics are always so certain of themselves yeah. and wiser people are so full of doubts yep. so we're too stupid to know how stupid we are is how I look at the Dunning-Kruger effect right and it's, just, it's something that all of us have but some of us are soft to the idea where it's like I'm probably wrong yeah. Because so to so to explain it to set terms before we dive too much into it for anybody who isn't familiar, yeah. the Dunning Kruger effect is is essentially the name for the the more you learn, the less you know. And it was invented and, by Freddy Krueger. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was discovered yeah. in a nightmare. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Dunning's nightmare. That's how. It <laughs> Come here, little Dunning. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined the. <laughs> so uh, that's why we keep you around, Zach. <laughs> They'll remember it better. This levity, time. baby, levity. <laughs> um, so there's this there's this kind of T chart. Um, with the Dunning-Kruger effect and if you start in the top left if you just draw like a you know a single tic-tac-toe quadrant just vertical horizontal line mm-hmm. upper left quadrant is called known known mm-hmm. uh, upper right quadrant is known unknown and then lower left is unknown known mm-hmm. and then lower unknown, right is unknown unknown, unknown yeah. right so that is to say that you start as an amateur in the upper left quadrant in known known because you learn just enough about something to feel like I know what this is about and that's the last time you are ever that certain of yourself in in that subject because your they call it the horizon of knowledge your horizon of knowledge is completely filled by what you know and mm-hmm. that's it I'm picturing like oh yeah I know oh oh I didn't know. oh look at that oh mm-hmm. yeah exactly uh, okay yep you're on it right so known known unknown is things that you know but they've become so rote or so internalized that you've forgot that you know them, mm-hmm. right? So you're just like, you're like, oh, well, I've been playing basketball long enough that I don't need to really think about what my elbow's doing when I shoot a free throw. It just you should though. I just <laughs> it should be yeah, right in. I mean, if it's, you'll know if it's off. You'll know what your elbow's doing. <laughs> but like you know, like reference Michael Jordan's famous clip of him just shooting the free throw with his eyes closed, kind of thing. Yeah. You know? It's like you've done it so many times. It's like I know that I know this, but I don't really consciously have to think about it too much. And then uh, an unknown known is. Um, uh, so you've 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 learned so much that okay, you can, I'm fucking this you can part see up. where you can see that there's a bunch of things that we don't know. Right. You yeah, know enough yeah. to know that there's a fuckload of vast right. information you don't right. know. Yeah. Like space. Like the astrophysicists are like, well, we know a lot about space. To know that we know about one percent of or ten mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. yeah. And then 
once you're it. once you're an expert you get into unknown unknown where it's just like i we don't know what we don't know yeah i i've i've just assumed that i know nothing about anything because i've been shown time and time again that the things I thought I knew I was not correct about. Every, every time I think <laughs> I'm right, I, I, I have an experience that shows that it wasn't right in that situation at the very least. Exactly. So uh, all that is to say only amateurs are, are sure of themselves because they don't know what they don't know yeah. yet. Yes. Right? Is there a test we can uh, take to figure out where we're at? I guess not. <laughs> not no. no because there's too much single, information, right? Yeah, so every that's, single part of that's the bitch about the Dunning-Kruger effect because you'd think that knowing about it would make you less susceptible to it. And but it's study show. You can only be soft it, to it. It yeah. does not. You can it, only be like, well, am I? You, know, you can right. catch yourself afterwards. Like, oh fuck, I'm very strident if, about if that. You, if you're being honest with yourself, if you're listening to us talk about this for the first time, and as we started to go through the chart, and you were like, oh fuck yeah, I know, I know about this. Sorry, dude, you just did it. Like, <laughs> you just got Dunning Kruger. Exactly. <laughs> I know what Dunning Kruger is, and then he did not. <laughs> just the idea of knowing that we all have so many blind spots, even in the things that we know and we believe, you have to be wrong. Like, through through life, you can be like, okay, if I do this, this generally works for me mm -hmm. for now, but that might not that might not be true ten years from now, mm -hmm. because yep. your life has changed, your dynamic has changed, so you have to relearn it again. So. You really just don't know, mm -hmm. or you or you think that again the blind spots. Well, I'm so sure about this, but you haven't thought about it from a different perspective to where your thought is actually wrong. It, right. So I feel like you. I'm like, I think I know, but I probably don't. I assume that if I if I'm certain of something, I question myself immediately. Like I mean, for the last 20 years, I've studied certain things, and and but the world doesn't agree with it all the time. You know what I mean? Like economics is this thing where it's kind of up in the air. It's very politicized and it's based on who's in charge of the government and the money as much as they can and stuff. And it's like, I don't, I, I keep thinking like, I know, I know this really well. And then I hear people talking, I'm like, I, but they must know something that I don't because mm -hmm. I must've, I must've overlooked something or maybe my brain isn't smart enough to understand the concept. Unless they're an they're, amateur and they're just way more sure of themselves and they don't present know enough themselves yet. very, very <laughs> non-amateurish and it makes me very, I question myself. Right. But I find myself whenever I do that, I end up digging into stuff that I, I maybe disagree with and, and trying to find things that I'd never heard before. And I generally find something that I'd never heard before yeah. and whether I agree with it or not, it was valuable bits of information to, yeah. to grapple with. So it's like, it's worth it to, to be skeptical of what you think you know. Yeah. I think uh, a, a really good main takeaway from this whole principle is that humility has great utility. Yeah. You know, it's if, if yeah. like you said, if you're ever feeling certain of yourself, that's about the time you should start questioning yourself. Um, yeah. because also when you're around everything, about, no. uh, everything, that's like another, I would add this to your list of uncomfortable truths about lives as I feel that strongly about it, but everything that you know now will one day be proven wrong. I would agree with that. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> if you think sense. about it. And that sucks to think about because it's, uh, in, if you're being honest, it's kind of anxiety inducing because it's like, great. So I can't know anything. Like I can't ever have solidarity in, in, in my knowledge on a thing. And like, that's, I think that's why people lean so hard into their chosen belief systems. Yeah. A lot of the time is because belief by definition soothes that anxiety, but belief, uh, is also kind of antithetical to that that sort of humility that you have to maintain in order to keep learning 
but it's, so it's but it sucks it. too it's because the more you learn, the less secure you become in anything, and it's like you just you just kind of realize that you're adrift in a vast sea of consciousness, and like you're just sort of grabbing whatever you can cobble together to float on on your way through. We're we're, you know? we're we're literally sitting in the tool that I use to keep myself from going crazy. Like I picture this life as a ride, and it's mm-hmm. like as soon as I think I'm fucking in charge, it's like I didn't lay the track. Right. I have no idea who put the wheels on this fucking cart. But I am on it, and so that's it. I am there. I think, therefore, I am, and that's all I can prove. And fuck. Would it be fair to say that's just a ride? That, Let go of the bar. <laughs> right. Exactly. Would it be fair to say that, in general, the biggest thing people are seeking in life is learning about themselves, yeah. trying to figure out who they are, yeah. what they what they believe in, what they why they exist, where they fit in, where they yeah, where they fit all all the things, mm-hmm. and we can't even we, we die doing that. Yeah. yeah, not we, knowing we, the answer. We never know. Yeah. We never know. Do your well, best. That's and, because, and that's, that's, that's because what you're a saying. superior alien race altered the human <laughs> G- DNA and capped one it. Zero, one so zero, we one only zero, live a hundred years instead of a thousand like we're supposed to. And here I am telling you to fuck off, and you know what? You might be right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. When we think about it, like when when you said that, like everything that we we know is right or is wrong, it's like yeah, even healthy stuff like we're. You know, people are working out, and we have the best science and best medicine yeah. and stuff. But we only live till we're 100. Mm-hmm. In the future, there may be humans that extend that to people, two, 300 naturally. Of some, some I kind. hate to tell you people this, but midlife super, is 36. I know. Right? <laughs> people were super sure not too long ago that putting leeches on you to get out the bad blood was very good medical practice. Yep. And bleeding out. Go the, get a shave the, and, and a little now, uh, blood bloodletting. Yeah. 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 And now we fucking laugh at that. Powder. We find that laughable, but it's like. Guys, it's not like that was thousands of years ago. No, it was very was recently. C- yeah, it <laughs> was civil war, and not even a few generations. That, yeah, yeah. Really. you yeah. know. So just uh, <laughs> everything that you know to be right is only right right now. Right. Yep. <laughs> we do like to think, and I like to think this too. Like modern technology, because we use science now, uh, because science has has been the main tool of the mainstream and and of I don't know what the term is, but the elites or whatever. Uh, science is better than what they did in the past not to say that people didn't do science science uh they they were curious and they did experiments and stuff but the scientific method is pretty i think it's like 400 years right so we're doing great when it comes to that yeah and so when it comes to and and we haven't burned down our library of alexandria or any of those things yet so we have all of our information so we're standing on the shoulders of giants still yeah it's once we yeah it's once we kill all our giants that we won't have anything i hate to break it to you zach but the library did burn down a long time ago. Yeah, well, Alexandria not there anymore. And, well, that one's gone. <laughs> yes, you're right, and that that's a big part of the puzzle where we're like, what do we know about ourselves? What I find is like that we're asking the wrong questions. Even I'm sure. that's how the Dunning yeah. Kruger that's is. Usually, to me. how do you write like, yeah. like you, why are you, you here? Ask the right question. I know. Well, that's when it gets all ex- just crazy and into mm-hmm. the weird. But it's yeah. I don't know. I was gonna go down a whole another rabbit hole. <laughs> well, we could. We could. But uh, it, it goes deep. I know. I'm, That's I've, an interesting I've, rabbit hole. Yeah, it is. We should we should revisit this. I think. And it's kind of. I wanted to talk about it because it seems so closely tied to kind of our core tenant of this whole show. You know, like it's like you said, it ties right into you know how do you soothe that anxiety of you know going out into the unknown, outside of just like inherited belief systems and and still maintain your sanity and a lot of people right. fucking don't i don't know if you live <laughs> like, like i feel like most people are are sane some days and insane some, or some years or so you know what i mean like was it? jim carrey in one of his comedy bits years ago he said he said everybody's just 
one intrusive thought away from being a maniac. It was like, you'd just be, you know, shaving in the mirror and you're like, I wonder what would happen if I run this razor across my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you're just one move away from being sane to being, ah! <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> and I'm like, fuck, it's funny, but it's also right. <laughs> so, so everyone's doing a great job. If you haven't done that today, you're doing a great job. You won. On that level, you're you won ass. at least on that level. <laughs> How am I doing today, Gary Busey? <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> that poor, poor man. Just did Gary it to himself, I but Leave Gary God. alone. I'm sure he's a glorious grandpa. I bet he's a lovely I'm fucking uncle. I'm sure he's a good time. Shit, yeah. <laughs> I want to drink with it. No shit, right? All right, we have one last piece that Shaden's going to share with us. Things that Shaden learned. Oh my God. And this is the... You're going to want to double check this, triple Please. check this. And <laughs> fact check it in all your favorite sources. This is not a new thing either. I ran across this years ago and it just kind of, it resurfaces every so often and tons of people are just like, it, myself included when I first ran across it, they're like, this is an urban legend. They're like, this is not even real. It couldn't possibly be, but I'll just, I'll let you decide. You go, you go, you go look it up, but, but. Is this possible doctors? If, whatever doctors are listening. We need so. That here's here's what happens it's it's a it's a girl who due to a birth defect doesn't have a functioning uterus vaginus yeah right and i don't know why i felt necessary to say vaginus but (laughs) (laughs) that was the one i went for i literally don't like any descriptive word for that piece of anatomy i like that piece of anatomy but there's not a single word that i'm comfortable with oh my lord jj nope nope (laughs) is it because they're too cute can't find one i don't know i just don't i think think there's not a word that can capture it (laughs) 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 that would be my political answer Uh, shane's like it's called a haunted devil's ditch move on (laughs) (laughs) so she didn't have a functioning haunted devil's ditch vjj (laughs) (laughs) um but she was uh, giving her her boyfriend at the time oral sex. Nice. Right? Okay. And uh, following this fellatio, the tale goes that she was stabbed in the abdomen because her... Most so recent, she swallows. Her, her most recent boyfriend, yeah, she must have swallowed. <laughs> her most recent boyfriend came upon this scene somehow. Who knows how that, I mean, stranger things have happened, I guess. Right, right. Um, Walked in on him. But she was, she was stabbed in the abdomen, and all three of them were admitted to the hospital with a variety of knife wounds. She had just like a minor cut, but she had this stab wound in her abdomen, right? So they, they treated her there turned her loose and then 278 days later she returned to the hospital where she gave birth via c-section to a healthy baby boy dude who is most likely jesus let's be honest yeah <laughs> is there a follow-up on so, the kid like so is the, the kid the thing i know right on like, water, like where, wine is, where is he <laughs> <laughs> see this kid fast, have a halo fulfilling prophecies <laughs> fast forward that's how we got elon musk <laughs> So this happened in South Africa? <laughs> cool. Who knew? No, that part I made up, but it was funny. So uh, it all sounds like a bad urban legend, but it's in medical literature, apparently, at yeah, this point. Okay. So, like I mean... John it, Hopkins it's, it's, or... It's titled... It's titled... Is it the Lancet in their bad moments? <laughs> or is it in the good moments? <laughs> well, it's titled Oral Conception, Impregnation via the Proximal Gastrointestinal Tract in a Patient with an Aplastic Distal Vagina. 
It was published in the British Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology in September 1988. So this is a while back. Okay. That this 88 wasn't apparently. that long ago, asshole. <laughs> it was before me, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Hey, it was not my fault your dad didn't have a gleam in his eye. Dude, I would have... I would have I would have had a great time in the 80s. I'm actually kind of sad I missed the 80s. I took the 80s for granted because I was a little little chitron. But now I look back at them as times where it's like, man, you could have robbed banks easier. You could have (laughs) fucking had... I mean, nobody knew shit about your life. Kids, the parents left you alone. 80s were great. They were pretty good. But I wish I was a little older too. The drugs were good too. Well, see, I wasn't doing drugs. I had Flintstones vitamins were the drugs I did in the 80s. (laughs) And Pepsi-Cola. They They were were good. good. You're right. You fucking... You're on the money there. All right, well... So, so what happened yeah, how, for, how does, for anybody who hasn't it figured it, it out? It wasn't the blowjob. She she that swallowed. She swallowed when after giving the blowjob and then lacking the stab, stomach the stab wound. The stab wound. I can't. Or or it happened at just the right time. I don't know. <laughs> but it the stab wound caused the the trajectory of the knife caused this still live spooge to make the leap from her digestive tract to her, her uterus uterus and Dude. and an egg so it, was from see, for, so it was from swallowing yeah i thought it, for some reason i don't know why this was even weirder i thought like you like, got she on, spit the it on the knife i swear to god i was that <laughs> he i was going that came far. on the knife right yeah, before like somehow <laughs> semen and blood were in the knife and, and somehow it and got just in. as he was that's what mid coitus the knife comes in pulls out of her mouth hits the blade shoves in exactly what a crazy random happenstance well you know it does still sound pretty crazy so it but, is right. extremely <laughs> crazy so so still kind of like that it's it had to do with the knife it's just on the inside instead of the outside i thought it happened on the outside what happened was on the inside i get it yeah, angled the knife. Yeah. They both sound Appar- apparently. Like apparently, check. she told the doctors that she had never had a period and couldn't believe that she was pregnant, even when she was becoming very clearly pregnant. And uh, how scary! Yeah, totally, oh. totally crazy. But the doctors concluded that her child, hard though it is to believe, was conceived through the oral sex, shortly followed by the knife fight. Did how she many? name him Jesus? I fucking hope so. I hope so too. <laughs> And I want to know where this kid is and how he's doing and if I can give him some money, you know, be like, good on his good graces. <laughs> you're just, you're just Snickers. Because you, you never know. You never know. Hedge your bets, as Pascal What a crazy say. pickup line that kid has built in forever, though, right? Like, <laughs> well, I was born of immaculate birth. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, you know, <laughs> I am literally a miracle baby, so if you'd like to move your genes along with a miracle baby, I'm, I'm your, your guy. guy. I will sex you up. <laughs> I want to sit. Sorry. Uh, down, boy. <laughs> Stand down, Decker. This, this religion thing gets me pretty hot and bothered. Yeah. Uh, well, that is all of the prepared materials that we have for this fine day. We Great. do have a couple things to read, and you have a, a note that you wanted to, to do. It's going to tie in with this email, actually. Okay, perfect. So, well, let's start that out. And this is an email from Deja Arnold, who's one of our fine Deja. listeners. Deja. Deja. I love Deja. Come to adore quite a bit. Absolutely. And actually, this, I, I made a mistake on the last show, so I... I, I I've already reached out to her. Uh, you actually. make mistakes? I don't make mistakes. <laughs> I made show. a mistake on last show, and I'm I reached out to her, and I reached out to the correct person. I had said that uh, Deja was the one who had met Nikki Six. Incorrect. Was, yeah, it was actually uh, PJ. PJ. Was, Suniga. Suniga. That's how you pronounce her yeah. last name. Also and, a lovely human being. Also awesome. Um, but uh, I love our community. It's such a lovely too, group man. of people. Yeah. 
These are ice wall. These are like fucking. They've these, been. To these are hardcore folk yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> they've been. They had the gruel with the rest of us. You guys weren't allowed to go on. You were supposed to go on, but I kicked both of you off I the know. boats. I was. I was like. Oh damn! No, you did. You were not. <laughs> you were busy getting your appendix out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got called out, and I deserved it. And so, I'm going to uh, nationally correct myself. Internationally, go for so, it. Internationally, so <laughs> globally, even. Says, hey there, bear, bear. I was just finish up finishing up the jar podcast from Friday, and I heard you talking about our mutual love for Motley Crue, which is true. Favorite Shout band ever. You're like, and oh my god, that is true. But I haven't met Nikki Six, sadly, and my head kind of dropped at that point. I'm like, oops. I've met a lot of bands, Slipknot, shot the shit with Corey nice. Taylor. Corey Taylor. Yeah. My dude. Corey Taylor doesn't like Years later. Years years later. I got a friend request from him once. I don't think it was really him, though. Huh. Um, when he was touring with Stone Sour, along with a bunch of other fans, he actually left a voicemail greeting me, which was super cool. So so when people uh, called, I didn't answer. They heard Corey. What a great idea, man! Yeah. That's never occurred to me to do with any like cool <laughs> music people that I've ever met. Uh, like, hey, well, will you record my voicemail? But greeting? apparently, Sprint deleted it because they're cunts. Oh, so, uh, well, they don't exist anymore, so they got their comeuppance. <laughs> She's got this list of fucking badass bands that I love all of them, and I'm a little bit jealous of her uh, contact with some of these people. But uh, Godsmack, Seven Dust, Stain, System of the Down, Hailstorm, and others Damn. local to Boston. <laughs> Excuse me. Power Man 5000, H2O, who I don't know, Newfound Glory, uh, the lead singer of Mudvayne, and Hell Yeah. <laughs> yes. Power um, Man 5000, that's awesome. And then yeah. she, points out that, she points out that getting old sucks, so I can't remember, and then, and then she can't remember shit. Uh, there's been a lot of little opening bands, too. Trapped, who I got to talk to the singer of Trapped as well. Yeah. He's a super cool guy. Um, well, I think they've the guard, certainly gotten controversial uh, over the last year. So. <laughs> uh, we talked about that, actually, when I met him. Did you? Yeah, it all had to do with some 13-year-old girl it, wearing yeah. a shirt. Really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, and they somehow got tagged and all that. Hmm. So yeah, I think the guitar, the guitar player from Rob Zombie and Seether. Seether, who is also a phenomenal band. Seether, man. Boring to my, watch, but amazing my, to listen to. How dare you? <laughs> I know. I think they're one of my favorite bands, but and they sound great. They live. do just stand up there. And they, they just kind of stand That's true. I saw them. They were on a show with a Bullet for My Valentine, and they're, I think it, it was really show. cool to listen to it live, but yeah. You're right. You didn't have to watch them, which, but I'm not a big watch a band kind of guy anyway. I like to bullshit and listen to the music and Fair. scream, try to yell in a conversation over them. I saw Tommy Lee play with Methods of Mayhem, which I'm extremely jealous of both of that. I'd love to, I'd love to have seen Methods of Mayhem, and I love Tommy Lee. And then Vince Neil's solo, let's see, and, and thought that that would be the only time we got to see anything close to Motley. And then in 05, I think it was, they did a reunion tour, and we went to that. I went to that reunion tour as well. Uh, three hours of just Motley, which is phenomenal. <laughs> anyway, all, she I read that, so I actually reached out to her and said, well, shit, I actually said the wrong name. It was actually PJ. But because I reached out to her, she got to share a lot of things with me, and just we got chatting, and I've made a friend with Deja. Heck so yeah. it's really cool how... Here we are. We're bullshitting with each other. People want to listen to us, which amazes me. But I'm getting people brought into my life that they like that contact me. <laughs> and here's another thing too that I thought about. People used to contact me randomly all the time throughout my career, and it was always cop questions. And it was always, "I fucked up. How can I get out of this?" Pretty much. 
now people reach out to me. They just want to talk to me. It's not Jeff the cop. It's just Jeff. And I never thought that I got, even though I hold on to my career because it has value and oh, I've yeah. earned a lot. Um, years, bro. People, I get to be Jeff who was a cop, so there's some value to it, but they reach out to me. So <clears throat> I think I'm building better relationships because of that. Fuck just leaving the oh, job yeah. and doing this. So it's great. Thank you to everybody yeah, who reaches out. And so I'm much. more than willing to talk to people. I love it. That's what life is about is building relationships. Okay. So if anybody wants to reach out to me, feel free. I'm good Just a ride pod at gmail.com. Well, and that'll get to Jeff. I'll tell you what, Jeff, I got one for you right here, buddy. Hey, buddy. I got an email from Paul Folks himself. Yeah. And uh, he makes me laugh. It's mostly. He's yeah. rad. Yeah. Phasmagoric Oddities Emporium. Seems uh, like a really genuine dude, too. Yes. So, uh, as illustrated in this email, I'm going to read it to you because it's uh, mostly to you, Jeff. He says, Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for what you're doing. In all the years I've struggled with my own demons, you have probably been some of the best points to help me work through my own issues. Ultimately, this email is for Jeff. Thank you, dude. That book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, probably the best thing I've come across. Mm. I tore through that today, and it really made me reevaluate a lot of shit that I thought that I knew. I'm going to keep this brief because I don't want to get all mushy, but I just want to thank you, dude. Love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Paul. Dude, that's awesome. The fact yeah. that somebody listened to some advice and took it and actually got some value out of it is great. And Mark Manson's phenomenal. Yeah. That's who wrote that book. book. And there's, yeah, there's lots more where that came from. And, and if you found value in it, great. And that kind of shoots down what the, you said about uh, any type of positive book. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> positive five. books, no. High five. Positive me, books for the most part, <laughs> call you out on your bullshit. That's yeah. what I have found. Yeah. They call you out on your Certainly. bullshit and say, you know what? You're fucked up. Stop it. Some of them are great. Some of them are valuable. And the, I, I saw a list online not that long ago. I think it was a stoicism post or something. It's like... Oh, all the books that I think men should read or something it was like that but probably everyone should read uh, and there was a lot of those that were the classic ones Art of War uh, The Prince uh, Marcus Aurelius yeah Marcus Aurelius uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People uh, I think I think Rich Dad Poor Dad and there's another one that's another good one from that vein as well but just to take just so you can be responsible for yourself more that yes. kind of stuff and I, I like those kind of books when I think of self-help books I was kind of like Shaden but I grew up with my mom who had five billion of them and they she were, was a professional reader without action yeah well she would do something yeah no you're right uh, she was a connoisseur <laughs> of these books like I mean the library was extensive and I read a bunch of them just because they were around and, and she's like you have to read this one you know this is the secret or blah 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 I've read quite a few of them <laughs> the secret and they're not yeah. all equal you know what I mean like everything they're certainly not all equal so it's good that you found one that's super well, valuable for you, just, you and you just didn't manifest it properly <laughs> that's, that's fair that's fair there was one I remember it was like do you remember Susan Powder yes yeah, yes that's that's the one that I remember that that was actually a, I don't know if it was valuable or not but I just remember my mom being like all about it like she was damn near getting a haircut like her too I make fun of that woman so bad because I remember the infomercials being on there and she's like, this was me five years ago. I mean, right. She didn't, I don't know why I'm using the grandma <laughs> smoker voice, but why it really fits Marty's in the way that I see. This was me five years ago. And it's a picture of her about 350 pounds eating ice cream with fucking laundry everywhere. It was right. just a mess. And my husband left me for the secretary. And I'm like, well, no shit. <laughs> but she took a, <laughs> but she took her anger. And turned it into and a turned it into empire. something positive, which is really what you need to do in life. She ended up winning. She right. took the she took the hate for her husband and she 
moved mountains in her life. So I'm okay <laughs> with that. It's like she didn't take any responsibility for what happened in the relationship right. out up front, but she really did and she it fixed herself and, and made her say, yeah, 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 I'm not saying he's not an asshole. He might be. Right. But she might have had some responsibility in what happened. You know, yeah, just saying that. Sure. Nevertheless, she changed her life and she made built an empire, so good for her. Yeah, for Hate can move mountains, just understand that. Yeah, lo- love, and ha- love and hate are only separated by a few feet. <laughs> True. It's like the, the Jim Carrey thing with the bite in the tongue. The thing's yeah. just right there. Just yep. one moment yeah, away from Just one little... <laughs> Best friend, enemy for life. <laughs> All right, you guys. Cool. Can we... Uh, let's shout out some Patreons. We got some new ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's rattle them off because I'm just so blown away that you guys are... You're not even getting anything yet but you will will. yes we're working on it for sure (laughs) we are we're actively working on it but uh yeah i just want to shout you guys out it's uh, of course nicole tykov apodaca Uh, we got lynn hoagland yeah deja arnold yo thanks for the email anthony harrington boom hunter bilbro i still didn't fuck it up and say bilbo we'll see how long that lasts (laughs) ashley mcintyre yay donald fisher yay Hell yeah, Michelle Betts. Michelle. Kelly Geiger. Kelly Geiger. I'm just going to make noises after so, Shut up, Zach. <laughs> so, soul Trouble. Nimrod is pleased. <laughs> <laughs> Anunnaki Warlord David, which is Nimrod the David. Is it is the David that we thought it was. Oh, it is. By oh, the yeah. way, yeah, he sent me a message and he said to make fun of you because uh, he did it in the in the other Patreon too. It was like old. He was like, Zach should have known. <laughs> I should have known. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so that's on you. Thanks, David. Love you, dude. Forgive uh, me, my friend. <laughs> Ryan Shelton, Jess Johnson, uh, one red dragon skull one. <laughs> I'm gonna mess that one up sometime. Watch <laughs> James uh, James O'Brien. Well, welcome, welcome, and, uh, We got we got we'll two two new ones uh, from this week. We got James Cornelson, oh, Cornelson, awesome. Cornelson, Corn. El corn. It's well, just corn. Corn. <laughs> corn. James Cornelson, thank James you. Corn. Thank you so much. And uh and uh Hoje. Hoje. Yeah. Hoje Montez. Montez. Well that there's a good man. He is a thank good you, Hoje. Thank you guys. you guys. Seriously. So, so many wonderful folk that are involved in this here project. Uh <laughs> who knows where it's gonna go? It's a snowball a rolling down a uh, big old ninety degree hill. No stopping it now. Fucking <laughs> hey, we don't can't put it back in the box. We we just officially crested the first rise on the ride and right. we're just clicking right over down the first drop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the seatbelts have to remain on. There's no getting the guy to stop the thing. It's just going. I'm putting my hands up though, watch me. <laughs> Do it. That's the essence of it all. Yes. Thank you to the uh, Skakas Trusted Turd Triad of Don Fisher, the Shitbox Wizard, yeah. uh, Chris Brooks, the Dookie Slayer, the Discord Dookie Slayer. Yeah. It's and, my turn uh, to make noises. Hey. Yeah, make those noises. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Bodhi Sanyata, our quartermaster here yeah. at the Skakas, and he does script writing and stuff like that. Thank you to the Godhead for all of the. Uh, what do you say? They, I would say they do internet uh, tomfuckery. Yeah. Uh, but good, think, but in the think, most yeah. positive fucking yeah. way. Uh, the best flavor of Tom Fuckery you ever did. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> also, the garbage disposal. Alan, we love you, buddy. We appreciate you and all the positive stuff that you put out in the world. Shit, yeah. Uh, info at com is how to get hold of me and all of the Skycast stuff, but just a ride pod at gmail.com is how you get a hold of the three of us. It's just a ride pod. It's just a ride pod. One more thing. Uh, the random turdiness is fun to follow. I jumped on there real quick, promising to give some... Uh, some sledding, crashing videos, but we went fishing instead. So <laughs> what, what I didn't mean to let What is finish, the though. random turdiness, Jeff? It's a uh, messenger thread, basically, oh, nice. where people just chat. Cool. That's right. It's, it's for uh, 
when you're feeling sick of Discord and you just want something different. I think so. Something yeah. that hits a little different. There's a lot of com- <laughs> if you are a person that wants to get involved in community, the Skycast community is lovely. Uh, but if you just want to, you know, not, that's also fine yeah. too. If you, if you want to stick lurk, apart, feel free to lurk, you little wallflowers. That's great. But you can lurk on Patreon.com, and I don't okay. know the actual, but just a ride pod probably or I think something it is along those. Patreon slash Patreon.com slash just a ride pod. Okay. Find us there, and uh, we appreciate all of you guys that have signed up, and we'll make it worth your while. I hope at some point uh, after Christmas we'll probably get together and do some. Yeah, that's shit. yeah. I'm not gonna jerk you around. We're we're probably gonna be doing the first of the year is when stuff's gonna start coming out. Yeah, because, because like you're gonna get right bonus now. videos video. of me and Jeff doing burpees for 75 hard. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, we should sing some Christmas songs or something too. We'll figure out something. Yeah, uh, and uh, we got a Christmas episode coming yeah. up, right? I fully, I fully plan on doing a lot of recording for the 75 hard just to, hmm? I don't know, hopefully motivate people. Yeah, and 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 hold myself accountable. Last time I did it, I was off Facebook the whole time. This time I'm like, no, nah, I want to play with it and and. Uh, since we're trying to get a lot of people, yeah. I'm on a show. I'm, I'm doing what I'm asking you because I would never ask another person to do something I'm not willing to do myself. Right. So I'm going to show here. that I'm doing it. Here, here. Same. Eat the Tide Pods. That's, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'll, I do it. Eat the bugs. <laughs> I'd rather eat the bugs than the Tide Pods. Uh, see, my generation was huffing Pam. That didn't work out. That was good. a thing. Yeah. And, and we were into uh, the, the cool whip. We were huffing cool whip. Yeah, whip. Did, did you guys... Can you remember when you could go to the little head shops and buy that rush? I, it was some sort of chemical, and you would sniff it. Yeah. The idea was that you were supposed to. That was a whippets, right? Or the, no, it's not whippets. Mm-hmm. You would say it was a chemical in a little brown jar that you would smell. Oh. It you, it's like sniffing glue, basically. Oh, Christ. But it was legal at one point. <laughs> I yeah. used to get. Uh, I used to go get the. Good. Like instead of doing the poor man's whippets with the ready whip, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. whipped cream, I would go and actually buy the, buy the con- cartridges. confection cartridges of nitrous, and then just like crack it into a balloon. <laughs> oh wow! It's like Whoa! just <laughs> throw it into your sex life. It'll it'll add an enhancement. Is that, they, I've never done. Is that what the fun of it? Is I, uh, sexual intercourse? I'm I'm not endorsing this, but uh, it I I could feel sound when I did it. It's Damn. really bad for your brain. So it, yeah, I, it's I don't, not. Good I for don't me. endorse it, but. You know, now you have that information. <laughs> All you hear is you I noticed. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure why I did that, but it was kind of cool. <laughs> I noticed the girls that were doing it that I knew when I came across it were with some really, were some dudes that were trying to take advantage of them. That's what I noticed. Well, I was like, so that's my only. It experience only lasts it, for about like, twenty to thirty seconds. So I mean, I don't think that. I don't think you really be in danger. Like, no, I don't, don't mean do that. I mean, they were just skeezy but. dudes. I guess it was just that. I was like, oh, it, it was just a weird. Yeah. Uh, well, it's definitely uh, not a thinking man's hobby. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I don't mean to judge y'all. This life is hard. If you want to fucking, you know, think you're pretend that you're a BB gun and huff that shit, go for it. Because yeah. it's a BB gun shit, right? <laughs> the CO2 cartridge. It's just I, just, I was like, who's shooting BB guns in here? And they're like, oh, we're going to shoot a porn later. Get the fuck out. I'm like, oh, this is a skeezy place. Okay, I go. Well, I can remember. Welcome going. to Zach's brain, everybody. <laughs> I got to go to, They've a, been in uh, it. to a graduation party for dentists. Those guys know how to party. Okay. They also have a lot <laughs> of nitrous. I bet they do. Fucking amazing. And probably an easier way to get it than, you know, I just imagine they're the all wearing, doing. like, necklaces of extracted teeth. That, like, <laughs> there's probably my wisdom teeth that I demanded that I get back that they wouldn't give to me. They're no. just, he's wearing it on a, on a fucking choker. It's some currency <laughs> in some other, like, you know, high-level elite fucking world. I'm not if saying they trade, they trade teeth in the fucking The Tooth is real. She's Epstein just incorporated Island. now. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying nitrous is bad for you but i believe that dentistry is the number one suicide profession really 
I heard that somewhere. It sounded reasonable. It's Double bad. check, triple check, everyone. But yeah, someone check my crazy. Shit. Why? I, why. I don't know. Because you have to smell that breath. Probably all a lot of drugs. Because when you stare into the void, the void stares back. <laughs> Shut and up. it looks like a fucking <laughs> and it like, looks like, it looks like a root <laughs> problem. <laughs> you got a problem with your root. <laughs> you got a socket where your tooth. Is. All right, fucking. Eight. We gotta wrap this shit up. We are at the very, very end. Uh, I think we we're saying thank you to everyone, and everyone is thanked. Yep. Uh, thank you to Mrs. Scriptkeeper for putting up with me all this time. Uh, appreciate the hell out of her and for letting us use the MRB studios for us to record. Yeah. Next week, I don't think it's going to be that way. Yeah, we're gonna, next week, I think we're going to be at. Uh, my humble abode. We're going to go to the Shaden Hutchman yeah. Estates. And, and, uh, we may uh, we're going to try to have a guest. We're going to do our best to ha- make sure that we have a guest next mm-hmm. week. And he's a musician in this area that we both respect and like, or the three of us yeah. uh, all like. So you all be nice to him. But Shade make and sure and I, to make extra fun of him online. Shade and I, we we, we often want to have him play with us when Sovereign's doing stuff. Yeah. So He's good fun. shit. He's, yep. he's a thinking man. So yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun if we can get him on. I got to check his schedule, but I think I think we can make it work. We're going to try. Good. Yeah. All right. So as always, we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present. Bye, bitches. Bye. See ya. It's just a ride. Whoa, it's just a ride. Bing. Bong. Ew. <laughs>